reminding everyone here to smash the thumbs ups, okay? We need we need those thumbs ups, but please go to hankstrange.com, sign up for our email list. Uh, Lola's putting out a newsletter out there. Um, as well as you guys on the website, you will find uh, ways that you can get your hands on the Hank Strange patches that we have. That helps support us, so please get some Hank Strange patches. We appreciate all the people that do that out there. Uh, so, But go to hankstrange.com, sign up for that. Very, very important. Let me uh, start throwing my guests up into uh, onto the screen here for everyone. And let me press the open button and get going on this. Let us know if there's anything going on with audio or anything like that. We'll try to get it worked out. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, so make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell, so you can be notified every time we go live. And we are live right now. I hope you have your big girl panties on. Uh, gentlemen, jazz hands. You knew it was coming. There we go with the jazz hands. All right, we are, we're taking the jazz hands back from the, you know who. You know who we're taking it back from. So, okay, we are live. This is episode 677 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Hank Strange, and tonight the title is Help Efforts to Win Georgia for the Second Amendment. We've got GOA's Jordan Stein joining us. Jordan, how's it going, man? It's going good. Reporting from the, the on the ground in the Peach State. Yes, you're there, and you're skinnier for all the people out there watching this. You know, <laughs> smash the thumbs ups for a skinnier Svelter. We'll say Svelte. A Svelter. Jordan I'm not. Stein. I'm Look not nearly as much of a man as I used to be, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, no, that's you're looking good, man. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. We're also joined by Roy Hill of Brownells. There you go, Bureau howdy, of Propaganda howdy. flag flying. And he's got the Lot Lau shirt also. Look at that. That's a Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. Nicely done. And we've also got my friend Sean Curtis joining us right here of ARFCOM uh, and, and a whole bunch of other things. Right, Sean? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for coming on uh, with all these uh, fine gentlemen here. Uh, men of leisure, I guess we could say. Like a sausage bed. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. It is, it is. Sometimes sometimes it's just like that around here. Okay, right. as well as all the folks out there, big shout out to Walther Arms for sponsoring the podcast. We appreciate them uh, helping us to do all this kind of stuff, bring this kind of information to you guys. Now, as I said, we have Jordan Stein of GOA joining us. Um, Jordan... Uh, I, I think that uh, the elections and uh, I don't know what's the best way to put it, but the crazy that came out of, of, of the elections um, have got a lot of us thinking about what's the future of the Second Amendment here in America. And there is a way that we can at least uh, gum up the works or put a roadblock in gun control. Do you want to explain uh, what that is to the folks out there and how they can do that? Absolutely. Well, you know, it's kind of kind of crazy how this election has turned out um, with, uh, you know, the, all the drama surrounding the presidential election and, and Trump and, and Biden. Whether You know, it looks like Biden's going to win, which is not a good sign for our, our gun rights. And and the Democrats uh, retain control of the House. So that uh, looks to the Senate. Right. Mm -hmm. And there were several hotly contested races. And right now how it's broke down is we have a 48 50 uh, divide in the Senate. There's 48 Democrats. And there are 50 Republicans, right? Mm -hmm. um, and 
as it's looking like Biden's going to win the presidency, uh, Kamala Harris, in the event of a tie, gets to uh, cast the tie-breaking vote in the Senate. Mm-hmm. So that makes these Senate to these Senate races, which are in Georgia, um, very important. Perhaps some of the most important elections that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that term is tossed around all the time. You know, every election is the most important election of our lifetime. But, you know, I truly believe it, that it is. And that's why GOA is going all in uh, on th- this election. If uh, if th- those two Democrats get elected um, and there's it's a 50 50 split, which mm-hmm. is really a Democrat majority, mm-hmm. there is very little that that we can do to stop it because their game plan is to eliminate the filibuster, mm-hmm. which it has been our tool that we've used for decades to stop. To, to have debates and stop gun control. Mm-hmm. They will pack the court with anti-gun judges, and then they'll ha- pass statehood to D.C. and Puerto Rico and, and maybe even other places uh, that will permanently submit an anti-gun majority in the Senate forever. So uh, Republicans or, or pro-gunners can never have a majority in the Senate, and and they, we've really lost it. So that's yeah. why it is that important. Yeah, and elections um, may never be the same ever again. <laughs> Exactly. And then you have Probably all the not. other yeah. drama going around about fraud and all. So mm-hmm. so that's why that's why we're going all in on this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, GOA, at least in my time with GOA, is launching the biggest get out the vote effort that we've ever done. It, 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 especially with my time with GOA, I've never seen anything like this before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are we're uh, having a get out the vote efforts. And that includes uh, pretty much twofold a door knocking and making phone calls. Okay. So, um, you know, why would you door knock? Well, you know, uh, studies and other political technology have shown that when you actually make voter contact with people, that it really makes a huge difference in getting out the vote. So we have 10,000 of these lovely uh, little literature package, which kind of goes over what I was just saying about the Senate and everything, and then mm-hmm. it breaks down the candidates. You know, we have Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue. Those are the Republican candidates. Those are the the pro-gun choices in, in this election. So that's the folks we're targeting. But by going out and knocking on doors um, and making phone calls, you submit the, pro, uh, the pro-gun voters and you can outreach to other people who aren't necessarily will be targeted by the Republican Party. And that's what, we're, what GOA is doing. We're targeting independent gun owners, Democrat gun owners. And, 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 and additionally to some hardcore gun rights people um, to hit people who the Republican Party really neglects sometimes. So that's why we're doing that. And, we're, and uh, it, it's absolutely critical. And, and that's the reason why I came on is because we need volunteers. We, the more people we have to do this, the greater our impact will be. I was, I was door knocking today, um, you know, it, just my wife and I, we just got here. And, um, you know, we, we door knocked about 50 doors this afternoon and, okay. you, and that's a lot and we're going pretty hard, but you know, we want to be doing 500 doors a day. We want to knock tens of thousands of doors. And that's why we need help. Mm-hmm. So um, I believe a link's already been shared in the chat. It's gunowners.org slash volunteer. Mm-hmm. You go there, you can put down your information. Uh, and then we will contact you to get plugged in. We, we have trainings for door knocking and, and phone calls. We will give you all the tools you need to uh, be successful and, and do this, but we need boots on the ground. We need we need people doing this, and the more people we have, the better. So yeah, 
Um, so it, feel free to jump in, Roy or Sean, as well here. Um, th there's, there's a lot of stuff going on here. As Jordan said, there are links in the description of this video, um, as well as the chat here. And I encourage everyone watching us to um, share those links if you, if you can help out in some way. Even if you're not in Georgia, you can do stuff to help with these efforts right. here. Right, uh, go ahead, Roy. Uh, one of the things I've already seen some other folks in, in the gun world already tweeting and, and, and uh, social media posting that even if you are not in Georgia or you're not close to Georgia and you have no plans to go to Georgia, you know, donate 150 bucks to uh, Purdue or Loeffler to, to, the, to the campaign. I mean, they can use every single penny. Mm -hmm. And uh, something else I wanted to put out there um, to go along with what you were saying is the people on the other side are 100% serious about winning those two races. I don't know if you guys saw it, but Andrew Yang, who was actually a, an early Democrat Party candidate mm -hmm. for president, he was the yeah. uh, the guy who ran on the universal basic income, which, yeah. which is kind of like a kinder, gentler name for socialism. Right, um, right. He announced on Twitter that he and his wife were moving to Georgia long enough to qualify to vote so they could go vote blue. In which, the is illegal, which is illegal, which is illegal. Right. But yeah. I mean, it's it's I mean, they would be basically recreating their 1845 border ruffian strategy uh, with Kansas and Missouri. But but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, that's how serious it is that mm -hmm. they're encouraging people to move to Georgia to vote blue. If volunteer, if you can, if you can't make it. Mm -hmm. Donate 50 bucks to one of the campaigns. Yeah, there's so there's so much you can do. Uh, Sean, did you want to jump in here before we go back to Jordan? I'm good, man. Yeah. Um, there's so much that you guys could do. Just help get this effort out there. Um, you know, I think it is a big deal that you people often say, like, well, what's GOA actually doing? Right. I know you guys get those questions as well, Jordan. Are they actually doing something? Are they out there? They're effective. I could say that they're not the biggest organization in the world. They can definitely use more support and you guys can help them. But I'm telling you, with the support that they have, they they pour most of that money into fighting these anti Second Amendment things that are going on. And then efforts like this, you know, Jordan and his wife have temporarily moved out there. You guys aren't going to be voting illegally like Andrew Yang. I'm taking it. But, you know, they've moved out there and they're on the ground doing stuff. Right. Jordan's boots on the grounds and yeah. salutes sir. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us some other ways out, out there, Jordan, that folks can help out with these efforts. Well, again, if you can't come to Georgia, which I understand not everyone can do, phone calls. You, mm -hmm. you can make phone calls. This is this election will be decided by voter contact. You know, the more voters that we can get uh, mobilized to get to the polls, you know, that that will decide the election, decide the Senate, decide the future of the, of the Second Amendment. And we have all the tools you need. We will, we will train you. There's an app that you can use. Your phone your phone number won't be used and put out there. It'll it'll all be done through GOA's uh, apps and, and software. We will guide you through every step. So phone calls, donating is is, is excellent. Um, Money is the lifeblood of campaigns. That that keeps the ads running. That keeps uh, everything, um, all the wills going on the machine. Um, you know, uh, GOA is also doing ads and, and uh, robocalls and, mm -hmm. and all other campaign efforts in addition to the boots on the ground effort. Um, so th that's it. We, we have to, to focus on this um, if we want to keep our, our freedom. You know, it, it really just comes down to that. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to jump in on that, Hank. Okay. I think uh, one of the things that maybe some of the viewers might not be completely aware of is the concept of a supermajority. You want to jump into that a little bit and mm-hmm. what's potentially at risk here? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we. Uh, what did you want to point out about that? Roy, what's the um, what's the risk that we face if we have democratic control of everything? They won't sure. me- they won't mess around like we did. But go ahead, Roy. Right, right. Go ahead and, and just uh, you can Google it. The website's still up. I saw it this afternoon. It's Biden's Joe side. Biden's plan for gun safety. Mm-hmm. If you are unaware of the website, which is the official Biden campaign website, Joe Biden's plan for gun safety. Just mm-hmm. Google. Joe Biden gun safety. Mm-hmm. There'll be a fundraiser page. You have to click on the little X in the upper right hand corner and go past. But it's a whole incredibly horrible, awful litany of things that Joe Biden has been saying for months mm-hmm. he wants to be able to do. Uh, one of the things he wants to do is he wants to ban the manufacture and sale of pretty much every single semi automatic rifle and handgun. He also wants to ban the manufacture and sale of magazines that hold more than 10 rounds. Uh, something that that, that kind of gets my attention because of my current job. He kind of sort of says he wants to ban all online sales of ammo, gun parts, and guns. Mm-hmm. All online sales. Now, even I was even thinking the other day, I mean, that would probably even apply to something like AR15.com's equipment exchange because those are online sales, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything. There's all sorts of horrible, awful things. If you have an AR-15 or any rifle that takes a, a semi-automatic rifle that takes a detachable magazine, you would be allowed to keep it if you registered it under the NFA and paid a $200 transfer tax per rifle and per magazine. I'm not even going to try to do the math. I mean, yeah, I'm scroll. I'm scrolling through behind this. Behind me right now, there's four hundred dollars worth of transfer tax behind me right now. That's Yang money right there. Yeah, right. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I had hey, 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 me up with my universal <laughs> basic income, baby. I got to yeah. use for that. I'm. Um, uh, I was scrolling through that, by the way. And if folks want, uh, if they, if they, if folks out there want us to, we can actually go through those things, uh, you know, one at a time. But there's a right. long list, and and the really, cra- the really. So today, actually, Wednesday's always haircut days around here for me, right? Um, but the thing is, is that in the barbershop, I was having this conversation with someone, and he was telling me, oh, Joe Biden's not trying to take your guns. You guys are always saying he's trying to take your guns. I said, can you do me a favor? This guy was, you know, uh, we always have conversations, and we have civil conversations that get a little, you know, the volume gets right. a little escalated. But I asked him to go look it up. When he went to look it up, that was the end of that conversation. Right. The minute he started scrolling through that thing, he was done. He was done talking, like you know, fighting that. There's, there's one. Can I I want to talk about one that that hasn't gotten any press? It's way down the list. If you go to Joe Biden's site and go Mm -hmm. way down the list, Mm -hmm. it's access giving minors access to guns because I have a 13 year old son. Mm -hmm. And what Joe Biden says on his official page is he wants to bring both criminal and civil. Of prosecutions against parents or guardians who give ch- children, minors, access to guns. And the terrifying part, read the last sentence, regardless of whether or not the juvenile actually gets possession of the gun. Mm-hmm. Pos- the, my, yeah. my son, 
taking a gun into his own hands to go to the shooting range. He doesn't even want to prosecute me for that. He wants to prosecute me for having guns in the house yes. with my yeah. son. And I'll show I'll show that right now on the screen for anyone who wants to see that. It says, hold adults accountable for giving minors access to firearms. Biden supports legislation holding adults criminally and civilly liable for directly or negligently giving a minor access to a firearm, regardless of whether the minor actually gains possession of the firearm. Um, Regardless and, of whether the minor actually gets yeah. possession, so if he's just in the in the same house as the gun, does that count as access? Of course. I mean, it depends yeah. if someone wants to use that against you and and uh, you know red flag you or something like that, or take your firearms rights away, regardless of how responsible you're being. And let's let's bear something in mind here. This is the reason why that guy stopped having that particular conversation and went on to another one with me. This is just Biden's ideas. <laughs> this is right. not even what they're going to like when they try to start making all this long ass list. When they start making laws out of that, you have no idea what's in there until they actually do it. Right. Right, Jordan. Right. Absolutely. I mean, Joe Biden ran on the most radical gun control platform in history. You know, you look back to Obama, especially in 08. He was kind of quiet about the guns, you know, he, he didn't say much, this or that or whatever. And he really didn't have a, a voting history in the Senate because he was never there. Right. Um, you know, and uh, and even in 2012, to, to some extent, he was so quiet about the guns. But, you know, Hillary Clinton, she ran on a gun control platform and thankfully she lost. Uh, and Biden is is the first president to run on a platform. And I know there's still a lot of controversy surrounding the presidential election. But but if the electors appoint him in December, he'll be the first president to run on a gun control platform. And what scares me the most really is who's he's going to appoint as right. the gun czar. Uh, Beto, take your yeah. AR-15 O'Rourke, mm -hmm. right. you know, and, and we all know how anti-gun he is. Mm -hmm. And and truly, this is why the Senate is so important, mm -hmm. because if if we can get, you know, the 52-48 majority, and I look, mm -hmm. Republicans are not always pro-gun. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I hate on Republicans a lot, but, you know, I That's truth. That's facts. We, we have to hold them accountable. Uh -huh. Right. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I believe that in this scenario, they, they should stop most of, of the nonsense, mm -hmm. even if it's purely a partisan matter. They should stop most of the nonsense. And then we can work on getting pro gunners in the House in 2022 and then a pro gun president in 2024. Yeah. You know that that's what we have to do. But if we don't, then, then it's gone. And, and that's what's at stake. It, it, it truly is, is is at stake here, and that's what we're we're having to do. You know, I I campaigned a lot uh, at the local level during the election uh, for program candidates, and, and I was like, well, after the election, you know, finally maybe I can take some time off and maybe get the hunt or <laughs> this something. This is 2020, no, homie. Yeah, no, not the year for that. Right? No when, days when off in 2020. Senate was was going to be hanging in the balance of this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we got to do something. Yeah. And that's why I'm here, and that's why I'm asking y'all to join me and, yeah. and you know, save the Senate and save the country. It's very, very important. Um, and, and as you said before, and, and I don't think this could be overstated, right? 
There's, there's a lot of money pouring in on this, and folks on the other side have a lot of money to pour in here, and there's lots of shenanigans and dirty tricks that are going to be pulled out. And at the same time, they're hoping that people just have uh, voting fatigue and walk away from this. This is just a weird way that Georgia works, but it, it's an opportunity. Uh, also, people were asking when we were talking about this last night whether or not you just need whether or not you need both or just one of these. Um, Senate seats. I would say that we need both because you never know if someone gets flipped or there's there's people, uh, you know, we were talking about some of these Republicans out there don't exactly uh, hold the water, so to speak. Yeah. Numbers wise, you could have 51, 49 and still have the majority, but Mm. that's way too close for me. Mm. And additionally, what I'm seeing in the field, folks are not going to split the ticket. It, we're either going to win, in my opinion, we're either going to win both seats or we're going to lose both seats. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, I, the way I say it, it's either going to be 52 or 48, and and that's how it's going to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, if it, but it is 2020, so it, we might wind up being, you know, uh, 51, 49. I would really be scared there. Um, you know, I, I, I'm still scared, to be honest, I'm still scared if it's 52, 48. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that it, that is the best outcome we can have right now. Yeah, we, we, we really should be. Um, I don't know. This, to me, is not fear-mongering. These guys are not messing around. And if they, they're just, you know, just waiting for this opportunity. And I don't really think you want Kamala Harris out there uh, being the deciding vote on things. And I, I don't mean to fear monger, but mm-hmm. I was I was Googling on my phone just to make sure I, I could confirm a story. Um, here in Iowa, we, we have two Republican senators. We have Joni Ernst and mm-hmm. Chuck Grassley. Chuck Grassley's been in the Senate since like um, the, the Pleistocene era. <laughs> Chuck Grassley is, is 87 years old and mm-hmm. he just tested positive for COVID. Right. And I wish uh, Senator Grassley a speedy, complete and fast recovery. But I mean, that's the type of thing. I mean, if you if if, mm-hmm. if you have a razor, razor thin margin, mm-hmm. there's stuff that can happen. So, yes. uh, Senator Grassley, get better soon. Yeah, and uh, take your vitamin D. Yeah, this it's it's really. I, I just don't know if people realize how precarious of a situation it is, and we've exactly. got to try to block as many things as possible. Um, you know, I'm with everyone else. I'm I'm not I'm not going to comply with anything, right? I'm not giving up any guns. I'm not doing that. But I don't want to see that day when when we have to make like that those kind kinds. Of of, yeah, those kinds of decisions are not really where I want to go to. And mm-hmm. you know, we've got to step up the efforts here of 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 trying to uh, take this power away from these guys. For sure, I wouldn't argue with anyone that says that Republicans had an opportunity to cement a lot of these things and it didn't happen. I also wouldn't argue that the Supreme Court is just outright ignoring uh, the Second Amendment, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, But we, we have to try to do things before we get to that point because you know everyone's comfortable lives that they're enjoying out there goes away once you know, once that ultimate solution uh, comes into play in a, in a big way in America. Well, and I think what's ironic about that, Hank, is so many people um, got a little bit closer to that razor margin between peace and comfort and safety and security with all the rioting, with, with mm-hmm. all of the, the hate and, and vitriol that, that came out mm-hmm. from everything that's happened this year, mm-hmm. that 
we saw those record numbers of gun purchases, you know, and I think some of the people who might be new gun owners may not have that full understanding of their right, right that they may not appreciate to the level that other people do. Mm-hmm. And um, if we're able to hold the line here, especially in Georgia, mm-hmm. maybe we can work on um, reaching out to those folks and Absolutely. trying to bring them on board. Because mm-hmm. once we get that majority, once we can both agree on uh, how important our Second Amendment rights are, mm-hmm. uh, no, no one that gets elected is going to be able to ignore that. Yeah, I think unfortunately, uh, this well, you know what? The Second Amendment should never become a political issue. Yep. Amen. Exactly. It should never have anything to do with left or right if you're a Republican or a Democrat. That, that's so insane that, you know, yeah. we're looking at that and thinking, oh, this is a political issue that you have to figure out uh, what side you're on of this thing, right? The, the people are born with the right to be able to defend themselves, including yep. against the government. Yep. Should, it just shouldn't be an issue. It's uh, it's interesting that so many new people came on board. I think somewhere between six and twelve million, you mm-hmm. know. But so these are all new people, all people that fall into categories outside of what your typical gun buyers would be, all for their own reasons, right? I think a lot of people are were and maybe intimidated by by what the news media was saying uh, about the direction America was going in because of who the president is, which is insanity. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, then and there's people who are intimidated by the fact that the that uh, that they let out prisoners, you know, shut down cities. People called right. for um, for defunding the police. We were seeing all these riots and looting and stuff like that. So I'm sorry, uh, Roy, go ahead. No, no. I, I was just going to say from from an industry insider point of view mm. and uh, uh our CEO, Pete Brownell, has even been on the, like Fox Business talking about this. Mm-hmm. We started to see a real spike in gun sales and ammo sales about March 8th or so. Okay. So as as more and more police departments started to say, hey, unless someone's being killed or something really horrible is coming, we're not, we're not responding to calls. Mm-hmm. More and more people under COVID-19 started to realize, hey, I really am on my own. Mm-hmm. Or you had certain municipalities, as you said, Hank, were releasing prisoners because of COVID concerns. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- even before the civil unrest started in the summer, even with COVID, a whole lot of people, millions of people got a wake up call that, oh, I really am on my own. Oh, mm-hmm. if I call the police, they may not show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just because of policy changes, and and lot millions of people start discovering their Second Amendment rights for the very first time because they were confronted with a situation where they were forced to realize that oh, I I might have to be the one to provide for my own safety and security, mm-hmm. which has been the truth all along, but maybe not not yeah. as not as evident as it was under COVID. Yeah. Right, but I think Roy that that gun on the nightstand represents that immediate feeling of security and doesn't necessarily right. translate to the second amendment. And mm-hmm. it does not. No, that's where we need to work. Yeah. And that's where we can try to make the connection that, Oh, the second amendment means you get to have that gun right. on the nightstand. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, uh, we run guns has a good question here, uh, to that. And, uh, and I'll, I'll pose this to Jordan. He says, what can we do to mobilize all the new gun owners? Well, I think uh, personal relationships, you know, are best. I'm sure uh, throughout the pandemic and the unrest, you've seen people who are 
um, you know, hey, buddy, can I borrow a gun or I just bought a gun or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, reach out to those people, especially if they live in Georgia, make sure they vote, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, and, and say, uh, you know, you're there. There's certain political candidates mm-hmm. who want don't who don't want you to have this. Right. They mm-hmm. don't want you to be able to carry this, mm-hmm. to own this or use it for your self-protection. Mm-hmm. And and you, when you go to vote, that needs to be your, among your top uh, considerations mm-hmm. when, when you go vote. And, and that's how, you know, I think using those in your personal sphere, you know, is, is most effective because you already had that relationship and, mm-hmm. and hopefully they respect you. Yeah. So, um, so, by the way, I see uh, Jackie Billings out there. Does someone know Jackie? Yeah, Jackie is uh, editor at Guns.com who just recently moved over to Pew Pew Tactical, and she is absolutely amazing. Awesome, yes. And I see her comment. She says, I interviewed a few newcomers pre- uh, previously anti-gun who bought guns this year. They all cited riots and COVID as the reasons they bought their first guns. Yeah, because you're you're realizing that you're just left out there. And I think right. this is why this should never be political. This is a human exactly. right, not just for Americans, for every human being on the face of the planet. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And, and I don't want to be pedantic here, but I'm mm-hmm. going to go ahead and do it. Okay. Well, <laughs> what, what lots of Americans especially, mm-hmm. and what everybody needs to realize, is, is the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. It mm-hmm. doesn't give you rights. Mm-hmm. It guarantees you the rights you have because, as Hank was saying, you were born mm-hmm. a human being. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. All the, that's all it does is guarantee those rights. But, mm-hmm. And among those rights, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and the ability to defend your own life and, and, and your way of life, which, mm-hmm. which is where the Second Amendment comes in. Yeah, absolutely. Our founders, our founders stated that our rights come from our Creator. Right. Because the Creator gave us those rights. Government has absolutely no business telling you that they can take it away. Mm-hmm. Right. That that's why they use the term inalienable. The government can't take away an inalienable right. And you know that's why GOA believes that all forms of gun control are an infringement. That's why mm-hmm. we oppose the NFA and, and you know, Hughes Amendment all down the list. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why we're here in Georgia trying to elect people who, for the most part, respect that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And we all have feelings on politics and, and stuff like that. Everyone comes down, you know, whatever camp and, and right. I'm fine with that. But this is one thing that every human being has the right to. You have the right to defend yourself against someone who wants to take your life, your property, okay? And that includes the government. It's very, very important. And we have to try to get people to understand that. I think guns are a gateway drug to freedom. And what a lot of people hopefully are realizing is that there's this thing that you have in America versus other countries that guarantees that right. You know, mm-hmm. and people need to find out about it and then realize there are people out there trying to infringe on it. If I just go back for a second to the conversation I was I was having uh, w- with my, my friend in the in the uh, in the barber shop, he said he was a gun guy. He said, yeah, I'm a gun guy. I got guns. You know, I'm, uh, no one's trying to take the guns away. And I was like, this is why I said, go look at what Biden is saying. <laughs> you know, this is like very, very obvious. And I think once he saw that, he was like, "Okay." Yeah. I just saw him scrolling through the whole thing. He was like, "Let me, let me look at this." And he's just scrolling. The best predictor and scroll- for future behavior is past. Right. Behavior. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. it's it's very right. important, and it should never be a question. There's things in there, for example, where they wanna um, they wanna make it legal to sue firearms manufacturers right. just simply Mind for manufa- Yeah, just simply for manufacturing a firearm. Right. You so know, if you don't, you don't firearm, or if the firearm is used in the commission of a crime, they want right. to hold the manufacturer liable. I mean, completely removing the concept of personal responsibility. That's how we kill industry. Yeah. Right. That's how and we kill industry. And if we did that across the board, because they're like, oh, you could sue you could sue this or that. Yes, if 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 that company makes something that uh, that they know, okay, malfunctions, etc., that they knowingly do something, that's one thing. They but get you sued. Yeah, but you cannot sue the people making the spoons because you get fat. Right. right? Or you can't sue Budweiser and Ford because of a, a DUI tragedy. No, no, right. absolutely not. You know, and at the end of the day, the problems that we have as human beings are is because we're human beings. And then there's tools out there that people choose to use, and everything um, could be potentially something destructive, right? People have used cars, all kinds of different things. Um, to do this. So I think it's really important for people to be able to defend themselves. And a lot of the problems that we have in America isn't, it's not based on the things, it's based on the people. And we don't try to deal with that in any way, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, I don't know if you, did you want to add something else here, Jordan? Because I'll I'll get off of my soapbox real quick. I'm trying trying not to. I was just enjoying (laughs) listening to you. Preach on, brother. Preach. I'm trying trying not to. Otherwise, Lolo's going to be like, you need to shut up now. Let other people people talk here. So um, Lola actually says, I think the industry is doing great and loving all the new owners. But what's being done to what is being done to make them two a supporters, not just a gun owner out of fear. Therein lies the gap. Yeah. So what's some ideas? Do we actually have some ideas? Does GOA think about this? Do you guys have um, some methods of, I don't know, outreach or whatever to the to these uh, new folks? Yes, we've actually uh, really expanded our outreach to uh, to the gun industry as well. We have several strategic partners uh, on our website who we've partnered with. And, and essentially what it is is you know, these are companies that are very pro-gun and, and they want to, to share the message of, of, of being uncompromising in defense of the Second Amendment. We're partnering with them. Uh, there are several companies. I know a lot of them put our materials in their their uh, gun boxes and, and, and their uh, their uh product boxes and, and, and everything. Um, so we, we've actually made significant headway in there. If you go to our website, there's a tab that has the partners mm-hmm. uh, and it has a whole list of companies there. Um, and uh, if, if there's anybody in the industry watching this, reach out to me and I can, we can get you hooked up with that program. But it's been uh, very, very successful so far uh, in regards to that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what's the most uh, politically correct way um, to say this, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to, because I know like at GOA, for example, you guys have specific things that you do around this. You'll understand what I'm saying here in a second, Jordan. For a long time in America as gun owners, right, or as the gun community, we kind of abdicated our responsibilities by just giving money to a certain monolithic organization out there. You know, we just said, hey, let's support this. 
yeah, we just said, let's support this. Let's let's take our money and give it here, and then we're good. I think the people did that. I think I did that. I think companies did that, right? Um, John, was that a Zinnia? <laughs> what? Was that a Zinnia suit, John? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. so I, I think that that's the way things were going for a, for a long time. And it's not to say that there weren't other organizations out there that whole time. We've had, we've had GOA for a long time. We've had lots of other organizations that are fighting for the Second Amendment, fighting individual cases, doing things in different states and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, like, what's happening now with that? Are people still in that mode? Are you guys getting support? You know, is that growing? Are you seeing the numbers? Is there any effect from what's happening, not just with people buying guns, but all the different things that are happening in the news around situations with that certain monolithic organization that I'm referring to? <laughs> well, I'll say this. GOA, we are a grassroots-based organization, which means we're only as loud, we're only as powerful we're only as strong as our members are loud, right? Mm-hmm. We're not an organization that goes and whines and dines politicians and, mm-hmm. and goes in there and tries to sweet talk them into deals or whatever. We're an organization that tries to give people the tools to, to, to make a difference and affect political change. And right now, mm-hmm. the tools are these handouts that we want to deliver on the doors. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's been the whole approach of our organization for 40, for over 40 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, and so, but you know, what, what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to figure out from you is, is there, is there more support coming or do we need to do, cause I know you guys, I, there's it, you could you could wind up here in in this kind of crazy machine, right? That we see at other places where money's coming in and you're spending a lot of that money in the direction of getting people to pay attention to the cause, and I think that would be lost. I think that would be lost. So is there is there something that we can do to make that uh, better? To reach out to people more? Um, I, I I don't know here because I I feel like. Something more needs to be done because this is going to take money, whether people realize it or not. You know, money is a big part of this. One of the things that happened uh, before, I'm talking about the NRA, by the way, just in case anyone is confused about that. But one of the things that happened before is they were able to use that uh, money to keep the, uh, to strengthen the spine of some politicians out there, right? So has that gone away? I think when we were talking about worrying about what's going on with some of the Republicans out there, has that gone away? Is money coming in from new places with them? You know, like like I say, I've said before, with GOA and money, our goal is to put ourselves out of a job, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we want to repeal every gun control law in the books, kick our feet up and say, well, second them is safe and secure. You know, that, that is our goal. Um, so that that's just kind of where we're at right now. So Okay. All right. Yeah, Hank, I, I'd jump on that. I mm-hmm. think uh, one of the issues that we ultimately face is, uh, and it's funny because uh, Andrew from, my brother Andrew from ARFCOM did a, a news segment the other day where he talked about the various gun mm-hmm. support organizations mm-hmm. and the amount of money that they collect and the uh, number of people that they have supporting them and the amazing amount of uh, money that comes from that membership. Mm-hmm. 
and then ultimately the percentage that they actually spend mm -hmm. to further mm -hmm. gun rights. Mm -hmm. And uh, that monolithic organization had an amazing amount of influence mm -hmm. and had an amazing amount of members, which of course generated an amazing amount of money. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that amount of money is tempting. Mm -hmm. You know, with a grassroots organization like Jordan, mm -hmm. you've got people scurrying, man, we've got to get this. We're kind of frantic, but mm -hmm. man, you can get fat and lazy when millions of dollars are coming in. Yeah. And maybe maybe you need an upgrade in your wardrobe, you know? I mean, maybe you need a personal security team. I don't know. It's just... We well we probably need we probably need more grassroots at which I think what Jordan right. is saying in a very nice way he's right. you know it's, Jordan's it's a great representative for GOA because he always right. he's like train tracks yeah. <laughs> this is, this is what I like about his brain he stays on it but I think okay so yeah. it's probably a good idea that there's more grassroots organizations we probably need to support that more but does it, then that calls for more work on our part right. It, it, it calls for more work for people to do. It calls for more work for folks like Jordan to do. I mean, you know, this is a you're, you're a young guy. You, you got out of college not too long ago, got married and all that. There's some magnificent careers you could be pursuing. You're pursuing this. And I know you're, you're saying that you guys would like to put yourselves out of business. I don't predict that happening anytime soon unless you put uh, gun grabbers out of business. You know, if we could take the Second Amendment and put it in a lockbox. Who was it that used to talk about the lockbox? Remember? Al Gore. Yeah. What was it was Social going in the lockbox? Was it Social Security? What, what? Social, lockbox. Social Security <laughs> lockbox. Yeah. If we Not could just put it in a lockbox. Yeah. If we could actually put it in a lockbox, which I don't know, might be called the Constitution. But I don't, <laughs> right? That's then, crazy talk, man. It's crazy talk. Yeah. Maybe then you could go out of business. But this does take – like the, the fight is never going to end here. Right. You know. And there was one idea I want to go ahead and throw out here. Mm -hmm. This is not necessarily in favor or against that certain monolithic organization you were talking about. Mm -hmm. But there were several articles that came out comparing that organization's money to other lobbying organizations' money. And, yeah, they, they, had, they had lots and lots and lots of money on if, if, if you just count the zeros. But, say, compared to something like the AARP, the money was tiny. The, mm. the, the real currency that that and this is one of the reasons why I, I try to remain uh, optimistic and hopeful. The real currency is that folks who care about guns lots of times go vote. And that's mm. the real thing that will motivate a politician because a mm. politician can't stay in office unless he or she gets the mm -hmm. vote. Mm -hmm. So and, and then going back to, to the situation in Georgia, mm -hmm. uh, if everybody who valued gun ownership, who liked being able to have that gun on the nightstand, who liked having their AR-15, mm -hmm. would just make themselves politically aware and then go vote accordingly – Maybe that would help, as Jordan would say, put certain organizations out of business. If we would all just do that, there's yeah. enough of us, we could do that. Yeah. I agree, but but I hate to say, I really right. hate to say this. Go for it. And this election is not enough to just go and vote. Mm -hmm. if, if that's all you can do, you know, sure, I understand. Mm -hmm. But, like, the way I'm looking at it is that if you're a gun owner in Georgia or surrounding and you just vote – that's not enough. A lot of people you, voted you in America and got disenfranchised, so far as I can see. The meet the news media won't even investigate allegations 
that are that it's like no we automatically know because our psychic uh, powers tell us that that's off they won't even investigate it the same people who you know refuse to talk about uh you know hunter biden and what was going on there right and and then they were uh deplatforming people and doing all kinds of crazy stuff around that so yeah it's not it's not enough to to go vote because there's uh, a lot of power being thrown around here and the biggest part of that is the media you know so i'm not telling i'm not sometimes uh, you know i thought about this a little bit i was like man it was it even worth it for me to go out there to vote yes i feel i feel ultimately it was worth it to do and i'm going to keep doing it it's disappointing that we're living in 2020 where the media refuses they refuse to even look into any of this. So they're saying all of this is 100% invalid, that there's shenanigans and fraud and stuff like that going on. I, you know, I would have more faith in them if they said, okay, look, there are some things going on here. We're investigating. We're looking into it. It's just straight up like this thing that we put here, Bureau of Propaganda. This is kind mm -hmm. of like an inside joke, meme, kind of fun thing. They are straight right. up hitting us with yellow journalism and saying, right. no, no, nothing to see here. Right, nothing to see. Right. The, the media asks you to uh, not believe what your own eyes are seeing. When, when you see a car behind you on fire and it's a mostly peaceful uh, mm -hmm. event, you know, you're, they're asking you to not believe what your own eyes are seeing. And that's another big challenge that, that we face. But, you know, and that's why you know, we, I think seeing uh, a mass exodus to like parlor mm -hmm. is hopefully a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, GOA is on parlor and I am on parlor and uh, mm -hmm. I believe Eric Pratt is on parlor. So if you okay. want to follow us. OK, let me uh, go. Let me, I'll, I'll look up, I'll look up all of this here while we're talking and roll it in for the people. Um, you know, I'm on parlor too. Uh, who, who else here? Sean, I think I, you're on parlor. I just started okay. an account. Roy, you're yep. on parlor. Okay, let's go. Yep. Well, I'll find everyone. Go ahead, Jordan. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'll, I'll find everyone up there. You're Jordan Stein on there, right? Yeah, I should be uh, Jordan K. Stein on, on parlor. That's my handle across the board. But someone put into the chat and I really like this. I was going to bring it up later anyways. Okay. Um, there are four boxes to be used in defense of liberty. Soap box, ballot box, jury box, and the ammo box. And, and right now, <laughs> nice. we're using I like the soap that. box and we're using the ballot box. Mm -hmm. Right? I don't want to use the ammo box yet. Who That's put that up there? Do you know I don't who, who, put, there yet. who put that you know, up? So we're doing everything we can, soap box and the ballot box. Right. So. Who put that up there? Let me see. I'm trying to find that. That was good. Do you know who said that? Yeah, uh, 42 chilled. Great job, man. <laughs> 42 chilled. Let me see. Uh, okay, I got to find where he actually put it up there. Oh, here we go. Yeah, very great. That's awesome, by the way, 42 chilled. Respect. <laughs> Respect to you on that. Um, yeah, I love that. We got to figure out <laughs> how to uh, convert that into something. Right, Roy? We got to uh, make that a bigger thing. I don't know where you got that from. Okay, so also. Uh, T-shirt in the making. Yeah, so you guys are uh, under it's an gun old, old saying. It's a very yeah. old saying. Yeah. Uh, was it was it Fredless Douglas, uh, Frederick Douglas that said that? I I'm not exactly her, sure who originally came up with that. I'm but. trying to find out right now. Okay, I'm already following gun owners, by the way, and I think Ludus. Uh, what is it? Uh, Ludus. It, it's Ludus Integritas, baby. Ludus Integritas. Yeah. Thanks a lot. 
Uh, my spelling is pretty awesome. I'm sure I'm following you. <laughs> I'm not gonna tr- I'll, I'll figure that one out here in a second. And Roy, are you under Roy Hill? Oh, uh, are you possum? Possum fatback on. on oh, okay, fatback. Possum. Yeah. Okay. Good luck finding that one. Also, there seems to be a bunch of uh, possum fatback here under there. Let me see if I can. Yes. Find- okay, I found it. I'm following you too. Also. Uh, this I'll just throw this in for anyone who's looking for it. This is what this is what uh, Roy's thing looks like right there. Right, Boom. right. Possum fatback. Yeah. Uh, I'm finding that uh, there are three and only three ways to reform our congressional legislation: ballot box, jury box, and cartridge box. Dates back to 1830. Oh uh, but the, 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 as far as I know, the, the the guy who added soapbox is apparently uh, Larry McDonald. Who was who was Larry McDonald? Let's see here. Now, Frederick Douglass said something similar. A man's rights rest in three boxes, ballot box, jury box, and the cartridge box. Uh, way to go, Frederick. And then, uh, yeah, this looks like uh, the, the soap box was added uh, in, the, in the 20th century. Okay. Okay. Um, but it is a rather old saying, yes. Oh, okay, awesome. Very cool. And then I think there was another question for Jordan. Let me see if I can find that here. Uh, there's a bunch of things going on I, while I'm scrolling up here trying to uh, to find it. By the way, Brian Quick says I think Mon- uh, Monty Brewster said that. <laughs> is that that's from Brewster's Millions, right? <laughs> is that is that what the guy was that um was that what's his name's uh, name in Brewster's Millions or no? Maybe I'm wrong on that one. Um, let's go up here. I'm trying to find who was this that had this question. Hold on a second here. Um, there was, okay, here we go. Uh, this is from We Run Guns. He says, as a life member of GOA, which, by the way, I'm also a life member. I'm just a little flexing a little bit on all you guys out there. Just flexing, life member. Um, and there's probably a link in our description if you guys want to sign up uh, for GOA and support these guys. There's lots of folks out there as well, which I'll be happy to talk about uh, FPC and all the other places that are uh, that are good organizations out there. But he says, as a life member of GOA, I enjoy seeing you in the mainstream uh, media and filing lawsuits. Any update on that front? So um, do, do we have any updates? What kind of lawsuits and things like that do you guys have out right now? Oh, gosh. We, we've, I feel like in 2020, we've sued more local governments uh, in our, ever in our history um, several places uh, uh, during this year um, that have either shut down gun ranges uh, or, or gun stores. I know like Maryland and Massachusetts tried to pull those shenanigans. We sued there, um, and I think we were victorious there as well. Um, I believe in North Carolina, they uh, stopped processing the really stupid pistol purchase permits um, and, and carry permits. And we sued there and that that uh, that forced them to uh, uh, reissue them again. Um, We uh, are uh, actually our newsletter, which should be dropping uh, our paper newsletter to our members, is highlighting many of those victories Mm -hmm. there. So our members are especially our life members should be getting that in the mail any any time now. I know the mail has been kind of slower because of the virus, but uh, that highlights that with our our top 10 victories. And everything except ballots. The ballot somehow yeah. multiplied, though. I don't know how that happened. Yeah, <laughs> like a coat hanger. From a dark 
<laughs> but then let's not forget about Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm very optimistic with her that finally, you know, with a 5-4 program majority and not 6-3, um, the, the Supreme Court will actually take up some cases and strike down uh, a lot of the gun control that's oppressing people in all the anti-gun states. Mm-hmm. You know, fingers crossed, you know, I don't like to put a lot of faith in the court. That's why GOA is, is mostly legislative focused. We do mm-hmm. obviously sue, but, you know, I'm optimistic about good things to come from that. Yes. Uh, 42 Chilled says, yes, please support GOA, FPC, SAF. Uh, so Gun Owners of America, Firearms Policy Coalition, uh, SAF, Second Amendment Foundation, and your state gun rights, if able— you know, please, right. please do that. Go ahead. Go, you want to throw in something there, Roy? Especially your state organization, because I think you're going to see, well, I think we've already seen it, that more and more and more of the fight, like Jordan was talking about, is going to come on the state level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More and more of the fight's coming on the state level. So if, if you don't know what your state organization is, find out mm-hmm. and then join it. Yeah, Roy, remember in Illinois recently, there were a lot of new laws that were implemented that were very anti-2A, and several, several counties and municipalities came out, and they were like, no, we're going to be a gun-free or a a gun-safe zone or a gun-safe county or a gun-safe city. So um, I think that lends a lot of credence to what you just said. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of this stuff really is going to come down to, you know, the states. Um, I mean, I, I know it's not necessarily the best thing in the world, but it's going to come down to that. CB says VCDL, Virginia, lots of stuff going on in Virginia. I know yeah. uh, gun, uh, GOA finding lots of <laughs> lots of fights in Virginia Iowa right Firearms now. Coalition, IFC. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, there's, well, the reality is, Hank, that's where these things, that's where the rubber hits the road, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you have some oppressive anti-Second Amendment legislation that comes down from a um, Democratic majority, let's say. Mm -hmm. I mean, either party could potentially, but we have leanings, obviously. But if you have a a sheriff that says, I don't think that's constitutional. Sheriff's an elected position, right? Mm -hmm. Not going to enforce that, and he states publicly. I mean, we have a a county sheriff in Weld County right now Mm -hmm. that he's not doing anything like that. Mm-hmm. Not doing the red flag laws, he's not going to go against any Second Amendment thing that he feels is unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Um, he's willing to stick his neck out and and potentially risk his position and even criminal prosecution uh, should that grow that way. Mm-hmm. But e- even if at, at the higher levels of government there's something that breaks down with Second Amendment support, mm-hmm. you've got that local level of protection where you absolutely have skin in the game. And you need to be aware of those people and, and what their stance is on, on this position, on this on this issue. I agree with that. And I think the states are the, you know, on a state level, for example, states can step up out there and say, yep. yeah, we're not allowing this or we're a Second Amendment sanctuary state. Right. And then it does come down to counties and things like that where you vote for the sheriffs to go, yeah, we're not going to let anyone roll up here and try to take people's guns or force mm-hmm. people to sell their guns or anything like that. Uh, go ahead, yeah, Jordan. Uh, GOA actually has, uh, I've probably mentioned this before, but we have an action center just for that. We have a, a sample uh, ordinance 
that uh, is, is sample text that has teeth mm-hmm. that actually will will fine elected officials if they do enforce it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you go to gunownersaction.org slash SASO, mm-hmm. um, it, it will take you there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's what that action center is. Absolutely. And let me also shout out. And we had this gentleman here. I wish I could remember his name, but I'm really horrible. But there's a guy that has a website called Second Amendment Sanctuaries out there. Huh? Noah. Noah. Yeah, Noah has a website called Second Amendment Sanctuaries, and he's posting all the Second Amendment sanctuaries around the country. He's doing a lot of this work on his own um, and and helping people to fight back and get their uh, counties and things like that to be declared Second Amendment sanctuaries. I live in a Second Amendment sanctuary. I don't know if anybody else uh, on here does or not, but uh, I'm sure yeah, there's folks uh, in the chat. Where I live uh, in North Carolina, the, the sheriff was very supportive of it. Mm-hmm. But you also need to hold the, ele- the, the sheriff accountable, mm-hmm. right? Because when the rubber hits the road, you need to point back to say, hey, that Second Amendment sanctuary you passed, was that just fluff? Mm-hmm. Or did you really mean that? Because it's your duty, Sheriff, to mm-hmm. protect the rights of your of your citizens, mm-hmm. right? And and I feel very strongly about that. Um, and you know, that goes back to longstanding historical uh, doctrine of like the doctrine of the lower magistrates, where mm-hmm. where local officials step in and protect their citizens when you have a federal government that is infringing upon those rights. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, uh, Lola's throwing up the link to that. It's uh, sanctuarycounties.com for anyone who's interested in what I was just talking about there. And I would ask everyone uh, to just smash the thumbs ups right now. Help us get to get like, it. yeah, help us get to a hundred. The reason for that is it'll help float us up in the algorithm. Uh, YouTube is suppressing the crap out of our videos. I see they keep putting age restrictions on my videos everywhere. I don't. That's like a new tactic. I'm not really sure what's up with that. But there, this age restriction thing is just a. There's a lot of stuff going on uh, with YouTube that we we probably will get into some of that later. Um, you are pretty racy, Hank. Huh? You are pretty racy. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'm just too sexy for YouTube. Uh, um, uh, I'm going to hit the thumbs up right now. I'm going right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And you all, you guys here on the panel, could actually do that. I thumbs up my own self when it comes to this stuff. <laughs> I know that sounds so weird. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I know that sounds weird. Um, uh, um, Kermit loves bacon. Says North Carolina just elected Mark uh, Roberson. He's pro gun. Um, so lieutenant governor. You know, I I'm so thrilled for Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, as a North Carolinian, he was the my favorite guy on the ballot to vote for. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I'm looking forward to him. Uh, being a strong advocate in, in our gov- in our uh, legislature and perhaps even a, a future governor one day because I, I tell you I've, I've talked with him um, mm. uh, at length he's the real deal mm. I he, he really is and he gets it he is a uh, man of the people I mean uh, two years ago he was working in a factory and now he's gonna be our next lieutenant governor mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he is very encouraging Um so you know, it was I knocked doors for him. I campaigned oh, for sweet. him. And, Good going, man. Uh, you know, like, hey, gee, like we try not to just walk the or talk the talk. We try to walk the walk. I mean, mm-hmm. I knocked hundreds of doors for pro gun candidates in the general election. Mm-hmm. Now I'm doing it again here in in Georgia. Um, mm-hmm. But that's 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 the key. So yeah, yeah, you're doing good work out there, man. 
I know, I don't, you know, I don't know if you get enough kudos for that. I've known you for a couple of years here, you know, as a as a young, you know, the youngins out there, not everyone's as industrious as you. So I definitely want to celebrate that, Jordan. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, let's see here. So I, are you staying with us? I know we're hitting like the first, the end of the first hour here. Are you staying with us? If you're going, we probably just need to go back over some of this stuff. Yeah, I, I probably need to get some things together for, okay. for door knocking and other uh, items for tomorrow. So why okay. don't we just, you know, reiterate, mm -hmm. um, you know, we need volunteers to help give out doors. I have 10,000 of these door hangers and they it pretty much say what I've been talking about all night long. You know, and, and we have uh, an app that will help you uh, door knock. We will train you. Uh, the app's really useful. Um, it gives you directions to the door and it gives you their name. And then you go up, you knock on the door. And if someone answers, you know, you ask them, hey, you know, can gun owners count on you to support the Second Amendment? And if they say yes, great, you mark it down. If no, you just move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. uh, with phone calls, it's kind of the same thing. It's all done through the app. And, you know, we, we this election will be decided by voter contact. That's why we need to get out there and make voter contact and then make sure they get to the polls. Mm -hmm. um, so if you go to uh, and the link, I think the links have been shed, uh, shared before yes. in the chat, but it's gunowners.org uh, slash volunteer. Mm -hmm. um, right now, I see, a, I see a message. Right now, we're knocking in the Atlanta metro area. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we will be expanding that in, in, in the future. Uh, but that all of that will be um, uh, uh, announced via email. So just please go sign up. We will reach out to you and then get you connected and get you activated. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say, like, support GOA's efforts here. There are other people making these efforts. I don't want to act like it's just GOA or just us talking about this. Lots of people in the gun community, lots of organizations, companies, yep. etc., uh, getting on board with this. I'm trying to make sure that we're doing our best to do our part. And I, I would really like to encourage you guys to help out with this effort here. We need to at least put a wall in front of these guys. Uh, it's really, really important. Um, and then before we let Jordan go, I'm going to play, I'm going to pop up this uh, comment here from someone named Kenneth Stein. I don't know if you know that guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know him. That's, that's my dad. Okay. That's very proud. Papa. Uh, that's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure he says proud of you, Jordan Stein, uh, yeah. you know, for fighting for our gun rights. You always had a passion for our gun rights. Awesome. Thank you, Dad. Yes. Uh, awesome. Yeah, you 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 did you done did good, Kenneth Stein. <laughs> you done good. Son. Yeah. <laughs> good job here. Thanks. Way to go, Jordan. Way to go. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Thanks so much, Jordan. Uh, we really appreciate you guys. Please let us know if there's anything else that we could do, and we're gonna keep up with you because this thing goes until um, January fifth is this election, right? Correct. Yeah. So we will keep up with you. Maybe we'll have you back. We'll, we'll keep putting this message out there and reiterating this. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you so much. Great to chat with everyone. Um, let's go win this. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Peace out, brother. OK. All right. Great work there from Jordan. Uh, you know, I, I really appreciate him coming in here <laughs> and doing this thing. You know, uh, that's a good dude, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All this time that I've known him, so, um, and I gotta say, I'm a little jealous. He's getting, he's getting skinny, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, of everybody else going the opposite direction during Corona. He, he got it right. He's doing yeah. good. Yeah. Okay. I think we're just more cuddly. <laughs> Absolutely. Tactical <laughs> fat is what I call it. Tactical fat. Tactical fat. <laughs> Now, is there a, there's a patch. There's a morale patch for tactical um, fat. There's actually so, shirts. There's shirts for tactical shirts. fat. I um, would think fat would be more strategic than it would be tactical. There is that. Yeah. There is that. You've, this, got your, you're, you've solved a certain supply chain issue. Oh, boy. Uh, Gary Filippo says, just renewed my GOA membership. Uh, very cool. Gary, thanks a lot. Um uh, Jeff Stevens says, peace and love, peoples, peace and loves. Me to Gwen, uh, and Gwen, excuse me, says, peace and love, peace and love. Absolutely. Always, always. Sivas passum parabellum. That's one of my favorite um, Latin sayings, or what, what are we supposed to say? Latin quotations, which means if you seek peace, first prepare for war. Yes. So, um, you know. Because, you know, when I started doing this, there were a lot of people like, oh, why do you say peace out all the time? How are you going to be a gun guy? And you're always saying, yeah, I want peace, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brah, like my kids say. <laughs> I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys, uh, I, well, I know Roy has kids. Do you have any kids, Sean? I do, yeah. Yeah, are your kids old enough to do, brah, that's what they do. Oh, yeah. Me. Oh, yeah, I hear it quite a bit. That's so annoying. They sound like goats. My sons are like, brah, brah. brah. Bruh, come on, brah. <laughs> and then when I start making fun of them and I go, brah, they go, brah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it just goes around in a circle. I'm like, this is what is happening to the youth. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. it, it's like, dude, I guess. Oh, my goodness. We sound like our parents now. Oh, no. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. I just think of all the money I spent educating my kids and they're still, <laughs> you know. And they're still talking like that. But yeah, yeah, I guess you just got to, you know what, uh, dudes, people, (laughs) we're just cavemen at the end of the day. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. Nolan says gun owners want peace. A hundred percent. That's what. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Uh, Jerry Parker says peace through superior firepower. Amen. You know, I saw a great quote and I can't remember whose account it was, but it was on Instagram the other day. And they said basically that um, only if you're capable of great violence are you potentially peaceful. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you're not, then you're just harmless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deep. Who's, who said that? I can't remember, man. I'll find it, though. Yeah. I'll find it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because that, that really hit me to think about that. You know, mm-hmm. we, we live in a world where... Um, not every day is guaranteed. Not every uh, trip to the grocery store is going to necessarily end mm-hmm. the way you think it will. Right. And um, if we're not prepared to uh, defend ourselves mm-hmm. or our families, then you know we're potentially the victims of people that um, don't necessarily adhere to the laws of civilization. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know this is not necessarily true 100% everywhere in America. But America is the most peaceful country on the face of the planet in terms of inside of America. Now, we do have some places where it's not like that, uh, mm-hmm. and there's reasons. <laughs> and I think if if the people in those places, it was easier for the law-abiding, 
hardworking people to defend themselves. We would see more peace there. But let's keep in mind, like how we had six to 12 million people, let's just say 12 million people went out there when these things happened recently, which I know is not it's not peaceful, but people went out there and and uh, made these gun purchases. Think about other countries. Do you think other countries allow you to do that? When people were not, worried not about it. Not a lot of them. No, no. So um, Lola says Chicago, Baltimore, Jacksonville, not peaceful on any given weekend. But I think that there's places, even inside of Florida, that um, the, the it's made very difficult there for people to defend their neighborhoods legally. Right. And I think if they were able to do that, um, you know, uh, that a lot would change. That's one of that's just something that I think if we you know I don't know if we want to get caught up in that. Uh, Edward Andrews says, "Hank, did Lola knock your front tooth out?" Laugh out loud. What? What? Why is that? Do I have something on my? I got I got my teeth. What did did I say something terrible? I don't know. No. I don't want to start showing my teeth. I got my. Yeah. You know, I, I I don't, I don't see. Anything. I don't know what that's from, Edward Andrews. Uh, Lola would have to get on a really tall ladder. <laughs> to punch me in the face. Let's just say that first of all. <laughs> She's going to have to drag that ladder out. Nah, brother. All she'd have to do is catch you when you're sleeping. <laughs> then she's probably just going to hurt herself. So, uh, 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 Honey Bunches says, when you're married to a cop, you see more of the evil out there and know you're not... You're ju- you uh, you just are not safe. I do not like the uh, feeling vulnerable. Um, yeah, but I'm telling you, this country is very peaceful based on the fact that people here can defend themselves, including from the government. You've you know, even though we've seen people get out there and riot and loot and stuff like that, we've seen far worse happen in other places. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we've seen those places de- descend into utter chaos very oh, quickly. Yeah. That's not going to happen so easily here in America. So, uh, you know, uh, let's see. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, Lola says, how is Brownells preparing now that SHOT Show 2021 is officially canceled? So Lola wants us gently to move on to another thing. But that's a good question, Roy, right. of Brownells. Right. What um, is Brownells doing? For the great cancellation I can say of shot, that we're joke. going to do something. I'm not at liberty to say exactly what that is yet. Okay. But I will say that we are going to be doing something, and hopefully there will be some some things I can divulge soon. And I, I hate to talk cryptically, but I know we've got some things going on. Okay. So, all right. I can so, answer that a little bit too, Hank. Huh? I can answer that a little bit too. Okay. All right. Go uh, ahead. So I write for a number of publications, mm-hmm. um, at least one, Pew Pew Tactical, Guns.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the print side, I write for American Survival Guide and uh, the Glock uh, Annual. Also write for or started making videos recently for AR15.com. I have reached out to just about all of my industry partners and said, hey, SHOT Show is not happening this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have anything that you want us to cover? And, you know, obviously when you produce content for different areas, you have different audiences. And based upon where they want that exposure, 
several of them have already gotten back to me and said, yeah, we, we absolutely have things that we want to get out to the public, but we're kind of reorganizing right now. And as soon as we get our plan together, we're going to reach back out to you and we'll let you know. So I imagine that I will be writing several articles that are having a working title of um, Things You Didn't See at SHOT Show 2021. <laughs> right. Things You Didn't See. Right. <laughs> like anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's lots of plans because other, um, other industry categories, like the car world, for example, or there's different things out there, but I'm just going to talk about cars because that's another passion of mine. Uh, besides the gun thing, they're they're making these kinds of plans, right? Um, SEMA show, I think, was already supposed to happen or is about to happen. And I think they're doing something called SEMA 360, which is kind of a live thing. And there's variations. The car industry is either inviting uh, folks in to do things with them or sending things out or getting online doing live stuff. So I'm going to assume that there's going to be a little bit of that sprinkled around the (coughs) industry. I know you can't talk about it. Roy, but you guys are like looking at your options and thinking about what's the best oh, yeah. thing to do. Yeah, yeah, we, we've, uh, in fact, we, we were kicking around some plans today. So uh, uh, I don't have anything I can really talk about yet. I'll just say that we, we're, we're making some plans. Things are going to happen. Okay. And as soon as I'm at liberty, right, right, right. press release, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I will, I will jump on the horn and blast that far and wide. Yeah, there's a lot of things, I think, for the folks out there that are, wondering about this that could be done, you know, um, you know, I think it's going to wind up being a combination of, of, uh, certain things depending on relationships and situations and availability and then the risk. Um, you know, you, you have to bear in mind that a lot of these companies, they have to carry uh, risk protection, right. For their employees, it's part of doing business. So I think this is probably one of the reasons you know, why NSSF came to the conclusion like, hey, we've got to announce that we're not going to be able to do this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But but the easiest way a lot of stuff can be done, and I would invite anyone in the industry out there, whether you're like a big company, a small company, uh, there's this thing called the Internet. The Egyptians invented it along with Al Gore. Centuries ago. Al Gore, right. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, we, can, we can always get up on this Internet and you guys could show things. I think that so like YouTube prohibits us from handling firearms while we're live, which is a really stupid uh, situation. But we can always do things like through teleconferencing where we can get a look at stuff, ask questions and then do what we need to do, because a lot of that is really what um, SHOT Show is. Even yeah, though I always right. go see Roy out at Media Day and we shoot yeah. stuff, which is awesome, right? A lot oh, of yeah. that is like I'm, I'm trying to share a little bit of that with the folks out there, but it's kind of tough on a range where everyone's shooting. Right. It's real loud. It's cold. It's windy. Sand right. is literally rubbing your skin off your bones. Right. <laughs> that happened last show, Range Day, yeah. yes, and blast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of tough to, to get a, a lot out there that's – useful although i know people really do enjoy seeing us shooting out there and that's why we do it um i think sometimes just even having the conversations on the showroom floor which is also tough 
of just like, okay, so what's up with this? When is it coming out or whatever questions folks have? I think all of that is useful, but nothing beats when you actually get your hands on those things. And Oh, man, you know, absolutely. When, yeah, when folks like Sean write articles on it, you know, dig uh, deep dive into it, or we get it out on the Hacienda, for example, and, you know, see does it work out there as an idiot proof, <laughs> you know. I was just right. – I'm just saying that because today I was looking at um, – Nothing Fancy had a video out on, what is it, the CZM2? I got to look up that. Um, yeah, isn't it the CZM2 that Nothing Fancy just did a video on? Let me see if I could pull it up here. I was just looking at Nothing Fancy and his son. They had this video up. Hold on. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, let's see. What is it? Uh, yeah, CZ Brand 2MS. Have either of you guys seen this? this I'm season. looking at a picture of it right now. It's it's basically it's like a, uh, a semi-automatic uh, rifle caliber pistol. Yeah, it's a pistol, um, and it's and, and it's uh, I think it's a mid-length piston driven. Yeah. They were going over. They see they um, I think they borrowed it from a gun store that they deal with, and they had some serious um, issues and, and and QC problems and stuff like that mm. with it. So. Um, yeah, no, I haven't seen that video yet. No. Yeah, I I enjoy Nothing Fancy. I don't know it, where the folks are out there on Nothing Fancy. I think his stuff is uh, pretty awesome, and uh, you know I enjoy how he does what he does. He's like one of the first people I started looking at. I think yeah. Nothing Fancy Military Arms Channel. Mm -hmm. Those are the first guys. Uh, of course, Hickok Forty Five. Right. I don't, right. No one has a bigger thing library. You can say, um, undeniably, about nothing fancy is mm -hmm. how thorough he is. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I enjoy nothing fancy stuff. I haven't actually because I don't. You know, it's tough to even. There's so many videos and things like that out there, but every now and then something comes up, and I'm like, oh, let me check this out. I haven't seen nothing fancy, and his stuff tends to be a little bit longer. But yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. At the yeah, end of that, I, I think I can make a decision. Based upon his recommendations, <laughs> uh, one of them was uh, uh, the Stava um, mm -hmm. AK-47, and I, I love that gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, YNH says Hank loves his tabletop reviews. Uh, 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 no, I think, uh, yeah, Nothing Fancy does good tabletop stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he's saying he loves them or I love them, but those are both true either way. <laughs> <laughs> so either way you want to go with that. Okay, so I think I think we answered that question. We're probably – we've got a little bit – usually we do SHOT Show in January. Right. right. So we've got a little bit of time to figure that out for the folks. Um, and I think also isn't it true that in the last couple of years, a lot of things are coming out before SHOT Show. Right. If you yeah. think about the last couple of years, a lot of stuff comes out even before Shot Show now because there's just so much. Typically, right. and and then Shot Show is sometimes the first time large numbers of people can get their hands on the, on the things mm -hmm. that have been announced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, let's see here. I'm sure that your knees will enjoy the break, right? Because when I see you at Shot Show, man, you're you're doing hours on your 
Yeah, like day three, I'm 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 kind of I'm I'm yeah. I'm I'm eating ibuprofen by the handful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Usually by yeah. about day three, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm yeah I'm I'm running on caffeine, fumes, and ibuprofen. I think it's probably more difficult to be in the booth and not moving around than for the people who are getting to at least move around and discover new stuff. Yeah, I've done both, Hank. Um, one year I was asked to go as a uh, tactical advisor for uh, Zor, Gunlocks. Mm-hmm. And so I did three days, of, uh, or was two, yeah, I think it was three days, of just standing in the booth um, doing thousands and thousands and thousands of demos uh, <laughs> for people who would come by and who wanted to know, you know, just exactly how the product worked. Mm-hmm. Um, so interacting with people who were now on the side that I'm normally used to, um, it, it was tough. It was a grind. You know, you'd get a break, uh, go grab lunch. And uh, even though I love the product, uh, it was still a lot of work. Right. I much prefer the ability to walk around, catch up with friends, even though SHOT Show is on average, you know, like 12 to 15,000 steps a day pretty mm-hmm. easy. I mean, you're covering miles if you're moving around and trying to connect yeah. with people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I wind up doing both. Yeah. Uh, that's I don't. You, you guys been in the Brownells booth? You'll know that the padding under the carpet usually at least like <laughs> yes. double big thick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sometimes people just come and just stand in our booth and go, "Oh, your oh, floor yeah. feels so good." Right. But yeah, I, I wind up a lot of time in the booth and also a lot of time going up to the media lounge, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. I always, uh, you know, I often stash stuff over in the Brownells booth. I don't know if I should actually tell people that. Sometimes I go by there sometimes and stash stuff or go for their goodies over there. <laughs> you always try to have goodies. Yeah. 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 Keeps us going. Yeah. But, you know, one of these years we should try like uh, cow tipping uh, shot show style. Do you know what I mean by that? Because sometimes I think like I see Roy over there and I'm like, he's probably been standing on his feet so long. If I just give him a little, little tip. A little nudge. Little little nudge will go good. right over. Yeah. Dave Boom. is going to come up and go, just blow off me real hard. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, cause after I've you already do... been in the emergency room once. So, you know, don't put me in the emergency room again. After you do that. that for days and days on end, it's probably uh, like a, a mercy. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> to, dude someone to just put you on the floor. And, and try to sleep late for like three days after SHOT Show. I mean, yep. yeah. 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 Sometimes yeah, I, like went we, with, go ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. I went out with Josh Coburn from Brownells um, oh. at NRA. Your first day. mistake you, that you made. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't make it back the next day. Oh, really? Uh, until like uh, around noon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, uh, Josh has got a lower center of gravity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's always an advantage <laughs> for him. <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. All right. We got to get Josh back on the show here at some point. Yeah. But he 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 went and got married, and you know, it's it's real tough to pin him down. But I know he's back in Iowa, right? Yeah, he's back. I don't know if you saw on on on, on social media, but he has a new hairstyle too. Oh, he also has a new hairstyle. He's yeah. got a new hairdo, right? Uh huh. And it looks good too. It, it, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look him up on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, hold on a second. Facebook or Instagram? Uh, probably both. Okay, let me check this out. 
by the way, let me throw up Ludus Integratus here. I forgot that for anyone who is looking for Sean's um, Sean's parlor. This is what it looks like. Ludus Integratus. Integritas. Integritas. Sorry, I, I'm always reading that wrong. Yeah, there you go. And I'm and I'm following you. So you guys need to get up. everybody needs to follow everybody on Parlor. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's um, like his, his second Facebook post down. It, he's got a, an old photo and a recent photo. So yeah, fair contrast. Okay, let me see. I got. I'll pull up Facebook. All right. So what else is going on with you guys here? While I'm uh, while I'm pulling that up, let's see what other stuff. Uh, we were we were talking about the NRA, but I was trying to be I was trying to be nice because I know that um, you know GOA doesn't like to talk bad about the NRA, which I get it. Mm-hmm. I understand that's very gentlemanly of them. Well, we all are on the same team. We're all on the same team. One respect, yeah. right? Yeah. And I think people ought to take a few hundred bucks and just go join every single mm-hmm. pro two A organization they could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Join them all. Yeah. Get those uh, okay, let me actually let me pop up this picture because I just found it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, hold on one second here. Uh, hey, Josh, uh, if you're watching, we're talking about you, buddy. Yeah, I don't know. Is he watching? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because <laughs> I'll go in more if I know Josh is watching. But so here we go. Here's a before and after of Josh. Look at that. Look at that kid from back in the days, man. Now he's an old dude. <laughs> So what's this? Uh, let me see. Let me get a look here at the. Now, new... I haven't seen it in person. I've only seen it on Facebook because I'm working okay. from home. It's a little bit more slick back. Is he is he using the uh, the hair gel? Like what's his name? What's the name of the other guy that uh, uses a lot of hair gel over there at uh, at Brownells? Oh, Baron. Baron. Yeah, yeah Baron. <laughs> right, 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 Baron. Yeah. <laughs> lots of hair. <laughs> lots of hair yeah, gel. Go. No, Josh is looking good, man. It's got that beard is getting. That beard's gonna be taller than him soon. I've I've got beard envy, man. I've got yeah, beard I'm telling envy. you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. got hair envy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I mean, everyone can't have beautiful flowing locks like Roy here. Right. <laughs> got the COVID curls, baby. Yeah, Roy because takes every he takes oh, every wow, opportunity man. to get in front of a fan. I noticed. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> I've seen, I've saw, I saw all that craziness. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. On social funny. media. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I do want to talk about something kind of serious. Okay. Um, it's on the Brownells website right now. Mm-hmm. We started on Veterans Day, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I guess, seven days ago. Uh, if you get on the Brownells.com and search Veterans Shirt, we are selling three limited edition T-shirts. And every single penny of profit we make off those three limited edition veterans, pro-veterans T-shirts, we're donating to the uh, one of the military charities we're very proud to support called Special Operations Wounded Warriors. Uh, Sal, as it's called, Special Operations Wounded Warriors, is dedicated to helping uh, Purple Heart recipients of the special operations community. In fact, if you go to uh, Sal Charity dot com s o w w charity oops okay so i see there's a there's a couple of different ones there's like i heart vets yeah proud proven veteran and built by built uh built by veterans Mm -hmm. yeah okay very cool uh 1999 on the website okay i'm sorry i just wanted to show folks that 
So where cool, did you, cool. Okay. But yeah, uh, we're not making any money off those shirts. Mm-hmm. Every single penny of profit, and they're only going to be for sale until the end of November. Whatever profit we make, we're donating directly to Special Operations Wounded Warriors, uh, SalCharity.com, if you want to check them out on the internet. Oh, very cool. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, and what was, so you said there's also uh, a website separately for that, Roy? Right, right. South Charity has its own website, mm-hmm. SouCharity.com. Uh, some of the specific things they do is they they take uh, Purple Heart recipients, wounded vets who are members of the special operations community, and they take them on hunts and outdoor activities. And they also have uh, various therapeutic re- retreats. And uh, they're also hooked up with a group called Baden Canine in providing service dogs. Okay, very uh, cool. Of course, if, if you know anything about service dogs, mm-hmm. they, they they're not cheap. Yeah, <laughs> a highly trained service dog is not just a regular no. critter. It's not just a regular pooch. It's a very highly trained, specific mm-hmm. mission focused dog, mm-hmm. and uh, they're also helping provide uh, uh, wounded vets with dogs. Yeah, and you know they're they're you're right. They're not cheap, but uh, they're amazing what they do for veterans. Incredible. Like I think you, you and I saw that uh, mm-hmm. firsthand in Florida. What was that like yep. a month ago or something? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, well worth it is the best way to put that. Well right. worth it. By the way, I'll throw up. There's a picture. Here's a picture of me and Roy hanging out. Did, did oh, you come on? Yeah. Did you? Uh, I, I can't remember if you came on after that or not. No, I was I was I was trying to. And in fact, uh, there was a sow event that I was kind of on call for here in Iowa. Mm-hmm. We really didn't publicize it. It was it was kind of a, a private event. But I was I was planning to come on after that, but I wasn't able to because I was otherwise employed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just throwing up pictures right now. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, that was a great event. No yeah. event in our life, yeah, yeah. in uh, Lakeland. Yeah. Um, so who was there? Richard Hughes was there and then, uh, Rich. yeah, Flying Rich was there and I'm trying to remember your friend, um, Austin Cave, uh, Austin Cave was Cave, there. Cave Diver on Instagram. Yes. And you, uh, raffled off. I'm going to throw this up. You raffled off. What was this gun that you, uh, it was, is the, the Brownells XBRN 177E is our, our retro rifle version of the XM 177 carbine. Yeah. And that was for a different organization called uh pause for Patriots that also supplies, uh, service dogs, uh, great folks at cigar life, cigar life in Lakeland. Yep. And also I got to meet the, uh, the horse soldier boat bourbon people, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, how was how was that bourbon? <laughs> it was it was nice. It was nice. Okay, good, good, good. I've looked for it in Iowa. They don't sell it in Iowa yet. So no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's a Florida brand, isn't it? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll have to see what I can do to get you some of that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to come down to Florida for that. Heck yeah! Absolutely, you're welcome. Down anytime. <laughs> come down anytime, and we will hang out. Um, oh heck yeah! Yeah, Shooting Gallery, Eddie says he's on some of the uh, cigar groups. I think he's talking about Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brownells guys are into cigars, that's for sure. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. Here and there. Was that Ryan at first? Um, I'm guessing that was Ryan first, right? Or were, was that you and Ryan? I don't know. I've been pro cigar for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. That's the, you know, you guys have got the little cigar mafia going on there, which is cool. 
Um, all right, so there you go. We'll we'll do a shout out for those shirts again here uh, before before we get out of here, um, as well as we'll do something for the GOA. Um, let's. Uh, so okay, Sean, I know you. We were talking about um, Walther's coming out with some stuff, but you can't say anything, right? Is that what's yes, going sir. Uh, so, both of those okay. things are true. Okay, so I guess I shouldn't have even said anything. Forget I said anything. No, you're good. Um, what, yeah. what I can say don't, is... Don't go start asking Walter what they're coming out with. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to blow my NDA. Don't worry. But, um, yeah. Some really cool things mm -hmm. uh, are happening at Walter, and uh, some exciting releases are coming up. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, I have been out and trained with uh, some of their new products, mm -hmm. and they are impressive. Okay. Uh, my cool. my estimation was to kind of review things from a law enforcement standpoint standpoint and a mm -hmm. applicability there. Uh, absolutely impressive, hmm. uh, and I'm uh, very anxious to uh, come back on the show and talk about. That. Absolutely, we're going to try to make something happen here with Sean, and uh, we'll get some reps from from Walther to come in since they do support us here with the podcast. Um, and I can't wait. Yeah. 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 It, it would be worthwhile. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to go through, see what other... Uh, the Firearms blog has the Palmetto State. Here, we'll, we'll get into some gun stuff here. Firearms blog has an article on the Palmetto State uh, ARV. And uh, basically, it's an AR that takes Scorpion Mag. So if you know the AKV, which uses basically what is... Uh, PSA's version of the CZ Scorpion mag. Uh, they make a pretty good mag. It goes in the Scorpion, it goes in the AKV, AK mm -hmm. platform, and then this is an AR platform. I actually did have an opportunity to shoot this over the weekend, and I will be putting out a complete video on that. I think I've got some stuff up on social media. They're selling this as a upper-lower bolt combo, which I think is like $4.99, so then you can mm -hmm. build up whatever gun you want. And I can tell you guys, this is actually pretty cool. I think this is going to be, you know, for a long time, me included, I was all about the Glock carbine, right? Making the Glock magazine carbine right. type thing. Right. This is actually pretty cool. Looks better than than the way the Glock looks. And um, these are also very affordable. And now you can you can run them in, uh, at, at this point right now, three different guns, right? Scorpion, the AKV, and uh -huh. now an ARV. I think that's so, that's a pretty cool deal. Go ahead. So in a few years, the joke will be: Does it take scorpion mags? Right, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. see probably some people are going to make um, more guns for this. I know um, Safety Harbor Firearms has a uh, adapter that they're coming out with to turn the Strybog um, to be able to use to change the Strybog to be able to use Glock magazines, and lots of people mm -hmm. have been requesting for them to do one also that uses these magazines so very cool can i uh can i jump into that with sure. a, uh, a little rumor here sure um mm -hmm. a, a lot of people have talked about um a lot coming out with a carbine uh i'm very fortunate to be one of the people on that short list that gets called to uh samarina georgia whenever there's a brand new release mm -hmm. and um i i guess perhaps somewhat impertinently came right out and asked uh, Tommy Dorsey, the VP, uh, about a uh, Glock carbine. Okay. And, okay. I'm uh, I'm all a flutter was, right now. The the answer was yeah. Um, but you have to remember that 
when your standard or when your call sign or your slogan is perfection, mm-hmm. um, it's going to take a while. It, it's going to be a while before we see something that's going to rate, uh, rate at those standards that they, they have for themselves. So um, I'm excited, man. So, uh, so it, the it big headline the- here is you ask them, and, and you ask them if they have a Glock carbine, and they said yes, and that's it's out being there. On. Yeah, it's, yeah been... it's being developed. Is basically what I took away from that. Okay. So um, that that is something that um, you know a lot of people have probably suspected, and, mm-hmm. and almost every time there's a new release from Glock, it's like, oh, is it is it finally that? You know, no, it was it was the 44, it was the 22. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the last time we went around, but um, my understanding from my somewhat industry insider standpoint mm-hmm. is that it is being developed, but um, until they're happy with it, until it meets the standards, the high standards that Glock holds for themselves, it's not going to come out. Yeah. Um, so the, I don't know if, I mean, that's big. So they're okay with that being out there now. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, uh, I asked it back when the G19X came out. So okay. that, that's been a few years ago. Mm-hmm. It wasn't okay. the highlight of the article that I wrote, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that was just kind of one of those uh, tidbits that came along to the side. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really fit anywhere with the narrative of, hey, here's the G19X. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, they said this as well. So mm-hmm. uh, that's just something that I've kind of been sitting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a long time, I've shared that with a couple of people who mm-hmm. are uh, extreme Glock enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but otherwise, it's kind of one of those nuggets that people are like, eh, you know, it, it may or may not affect them. May not, they may not yeah, care I mean, if, if we had, you know, it's this speculation has been out there for a long time. And I've oh, even years. for years and years and years. And, and I've always said to people that I've asked these guys before it shows with no cameras running. And they're like, yes, there's a Glock carbine. This has been this has been going on for years. And everyone, when I say that, they're like, oh, you're crazy. They, no one ever told you that there is no such thing. But this is how Glock operates. So it's completely feasible that they've been working on this thing for like 10 years or more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. if you think about it, it makes complete perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um would a Glock carbine sell in the millions? Uh, I know I'm buying one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it absolutely would, right? So yeah. the one thing they're going to want to do, I mean, they are I mean, they, they've got built-in customers. I'm getting one just no matter what, yeah. Absolutely, but, and I'm yeah. right there with you. But I think the other thing is, um, with their reputation, the way that it is, um, mm. are they going to come out with something like, some other companies that I could name and then say, Oh crap. Uh, okay. We're, we're going to recall that and we're going to have this little fix. Now, now it, it will be years in development. Mm-hmm. And when it finally comes, it, it will be worthy of that Glock name. Yeah. And, the, and, and I don't know if, whether or not you could comment on this Roy, because <laughs> I know obviously Brownells um, has relationships with, uh, with Glock, but you, I don't know whether or not, uh, You've you you know, you're you can get into these kinds of things, but uh, they 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 can they can outlive us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Glock is Glock doesn't have to rush anything. <laughs> right, right. And I'll just say that I'm I don't have a whole lot. I, I mm-hmm. have some connections on the mm-hmm. product side, 
And I can officially say that I have never heard anyone say anything official about a Glock carbine. And I'm not making stuff because I, I just don't have as, as many connections on the product side. Yeah. 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 So, so I'm, I'm 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 listening with rapt attention here to what you guys are talking. Yeah, it about. would be interesting, amazing, awesome news. By the way, let me just throw up this picture. Edward Andrews shared his um his AKV a picture of his AKV here. Looks pretty sexy, pretty sexy, enjoying. Looks like he's got some Magpul furniture. Uh, there you go. You know, SB Tactical brace on there, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I know. I'm telling you, one time ago, I remember Shacho. It was like a, the Friday of SHOT Show. Everybody's tired and worn down. I caught mm -hmm. one of those engineers real tired, and I was like, listen, there's no cameras rolling. It's just me and you. I'll never talk about this because immediately I talked about it. But Of um, course. Yeah, but I, I was like, do you guys just tell me, is there a Glock carbine somewhere in the safe of Glock? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, you're just, you're just trying to get me wound up. And he was like, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's not the case. It, mm -hmm. it absolutely is happening. I'm I'm certain of it. I haven't mm -hmm. seen it, mm -hmm. but I mean, I have it on good authority. And right. you know, another another funny instance is um, when you work with companies and you write about their products, you you develop those internal uh, contacts where you can reach out, as you well know. Mm -hmm. But but maybe some folks watching don't necessarily understand. You have contacts that provide you with uh, limited information. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Sometimes mm -hmm. you have to wait mm -hmm. for an embargo date to pass before you can let that information out. Mm -hmm. And um, about four or five years ago, I emailed one of my uh, best contacts at Glock and I said, man, it would be awesome to have a, a 22 caliber version of a pistol that um, we could work with. <laughs> <laughs> to transition, right? Uh -huh. And as good as I know this person, as much of a friend as I consider them, they're like, okay, thanks for your consideration. <laughs> what little did I know is that it was being developed at the time, and uh, they absolutely could not say anything they about, it, about right? it. Yeah, Because it was already made, but it was being tested. And I mean tested. So Yeah. Um, but then again, I, I got the invite several years later when it finally released to go down and check it out. And, and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then like early Glock, and I think I've talked about this before, but um, someone recommended, and I'm sure they're out there right now, there's a documentary on Netflix, and I can't remember what the name of that documentary. It's actually, it's a really an anti-gun documentary, mm -hmm. but they talk about Glock in there and they go to Glock and talk about stuff going on there. Uh, the old schoolers at Glock, man, anyone who even mentioned Glock in a bad light got the crap suit out of them back in the days. You know, so they're, the, the, it's really, it was really interesting to see like how everything worked over at Glock. So, for example, there was that whole scandal, I don't know if you guys heard about it, where someone tried to like actually kill Gaston Glock. Jeez. You know, attacked him with a hammer in a, in a parking lot and all that kind of stuff. Oh, no, I've heard that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you if you look into the history, it's like it's uh, it's 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 pretty it's interesting, right? I mean, we're talking about a brand that most of us identify with, even if we don't own them. And then there's a lot of us who own stuff. So, yeah. I mean, if Glock puts out an AR, even if it's it's just like an AR, like any other AR, I'm getting one just for that freaking yeah. Glock that's on the logo. Does it does Glock on it? Yeah, I mean, and, and that is a segment of their market that they know. They can move certain development toward, right? right. I mean, mm -hmm. 
you can make a pink one. You could make one. I, I don't know. No, not pink. No, that's where I draw the line. I've got to draw the line somewhere. Oh, yeah. And then as many people as come out and say, um, oh, God, this version sucks or that version sucks or I was hoping for this. Um, rest assured, they will sell by the millions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if it's a pink one, I'm putting a Luma hide on it, Roy. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to illuminate the crap out of it. They'll shoot accurately <laughs> and reliably. Yeah. Roy, you know I got a lot of flack here when I was showing the pictures. So uh, this is like a shameless plug, obviously. But, shameless uh, plug. Yeah, I was showing the pictures of the steel. Uh-huh. So uh, Brownells uh, sent us some steel. It's actually from Action Target that we have on the range. And then um, – so and then also they sent me some alumahide, which I spray painted the living bejeebus out of the steel, right? Right. With the alumahide, and then I got a lot of flack because I, I painted the steel with alumahide, Roy. You know, so. I. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, you can't use the alumahide on the. You can't use alumahide on. Uh, uh, on steel, right? Because it's you know it's meant for guns, which I, I keep saying it's it's testing. We're doing this is right. product testing. So, uh, how did it hold up when you shot it? it? It was pretty good. I thought it was good. You know, I've got no here. I'm gonna run in. I'm gonna run in some video right now of us uh, spraying. This is us spraying different kinds of alumahide on there. Let me see. I gotta go back and play this one again. Let's see if we can uh, scrub in there. Here's the alumahide that we used. For anyone who's interested in that, uh, hold on, let me see, let me go out here and here. Here's the videos right there. That's me and Richard Hughes, Flying Rich, spraying up the alumahide. I think it's good stuff, man. Uh, yes, of course, we're putting it on steel and then we're shooting the crap out of the steel. Right. But it's still awesome. And then I, I really do like that... Um, I do like that stencil that we made for the BOP. That looks really cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And by the way, we used that um, when we had PSA out there. We mm-hmm. used that that stencil of the target. We used it to quickly zero an optic. Cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. watching you guys spray paint targets right now. Yeah, we'll Illumahide. And all these guys are like, how dare you? That's sacrilege. You're, you're supposed to use cheap paint on the steel. Hmm. You know, it's, it looks good. I think yeah. I think it's testing. I think it's testing. This is how I we know the, you can uh, shoot. You can shoot your is uh, worthy of additional expenditure. Yeah, I I, I would agree. Wink, wink, Honey Bunches says maybe gray, not pink. There's no pink alumahide. Thank goodness. I hope not. Don't ever, <laughs> don't, Roy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't Chartreuse might be kind of cool. Well, uh, okay, you know what kind of aluminum I would really like? Gold. Well, okay. <laughs> Gold. 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 Ooh. Gold aluminum would be so awesome. <laughs> um, it's probably it's the, the price per can is going to probably triple. <laughs> and have like new shiny gold and like old burnished oh. gold. I'd be, I'd be if, all about the old burnished If there's burnish. a kit, if there's like a kit where you first spray the gun black. You know, you put a nice black coat on it, and then you hit it with the gold. <laughs> it's over. So you could, because yeah. you could DIY your own dictator gun. I was gonna yeah. say that'd be like a Saddam Hussein special, wouldn't uh, it? Yeah, 
or or like a, a rapper special, which leads me to something I saw in the news, which I thought was funny. I'm going to share. Little Wayne, baby. Little, uh, look at you, look at you, Sean. No, no. I saw that headline. Yep. Yeah, here, let me throw this up here because he actually had a go gun. So Little Wayne charged by feds, possession of a firearm and ammo. This happened in Florida, actually. Lil Wayne's just been hit with federal weapons charge and could face serious prison time if convicted. The U.S. attorney for the district of uh, Southern District of Florida has charged the rapper with one count of possession of a firearm and ammunition by a convicted felon, Wheezy, uh, who was convicted of a felony gun charge in New York back in 2009, faces up to 10 years in prison if convicted. Florida don't mess around, by the way. They actually lock you up. Uh, the charges for a December 2019 incident where federal agents searched Wayne's plane at Miami Opelika Executive Airport. He was a passenger on that plane, which made a stop in Florida on his way to California. At the time, Wayne's attorney, Howard Srebenik, said that his client was cleared to leave, even though guns and drugs were reportedly found on the plane. It appears now the feds believe Wayne was wrongfully in possession of a weapon and ammunition. Uh, Srebenik tells TMZ... Carter was charged for possessing a gold-plated handgun in his luggage back in December. The lawyer says there's no allegation that he ever fired it, brandished it, used it, or threatened to use it. There's no allegation that he's a dangerous person. <laughs> um, he added the charges uh, is that because he was convicted of a felony in the past, he's prohibited from possessing a firearm. So, yeah, that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is kind of uh, dangerous territory. A lot of folks um, talk about the Second Amendment as unequivocal and um, mm-hmm. no exceptions, right? Mm-hmm. I'm pro to a but. I'm pro to a but this mm-hmm. and that or the other. Um, uh, felony convictions have, have been around for a long time, and, and, and it has been legal that, or at least the courts have supported that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It, if you are convicted of a felony, that you no longer have access to firearms. So mm-hmm. um, I know that lately, uh, at least in criminal justice and law enforcement uh, discussions, there have been some talks about whether that felony is a violent felony or not. And that might mm-hmm. make a difference. And perhaps we should um, reconsider looking into that. Um, but that, that's, that's something that's been around for, for quite a while. So, uh, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it uh, necessarily mm-hmm. the best thing to do, but you know, I'm, uh, being in law enforcement for 22 years, I, I tend to lean toward that. Um, we, we for sure have violent. some dangerous, violent felons out there, um, right. that <laughs> obviously, you know, we don't want to make things easier for them. I, I still believe everyone, even felons have the right to defend themselves. Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, and, um, and, and let me tack on to that too. Mm-hmm. Pink. Um, a law does not prevent someone from doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I would be an absolute fool to sit here and tell you that after everything I've seen over a couple of decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it does do is allow society the ability to address that issue mm-hmm. um, a little further on down the road right. and recompense to society at large. Yeah, go ahead, Roy. I was just I was just confirming, uh, checking it on my phone. Uh, this is one of the things that certain people were very critical of Amy Coney Barrett in her confirmation hearings, mm-hmm. is that she's apparently made statements where she's open to the idea right. of felons who have served their time and served mm-hmm. their probation and paid their fines who are nonviolent felons having their, their, their gun rights restored. Yeah. So, I mean, there's even a Supreme Court justice. 
Yeah, I think some some ones. people some people if if someone's really super dangerous, I don't think we in in terms of I mean there's lots of dangerous people out there that are not felons, right? But if yes. if someone is active, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. But if someone has actively gone out there and done horrible things, right? You know, to the level that they can never have that. Um, again, I think I get it, and I don't. I, I would question why they're even uh, allowed why back into. So- yeah, why are they back in society? Oh, um, for sure, we have too many laws, and and this stuff can get complicated. Um, I think there should be a path for people who maybe did something wrong when they were younger, and then are trying to rebuild their lives, and now they may have families and all. They, they have businesses, all kinds of things that put them in danger. And I'm not, you know, I, I mean, I came out of the, I grew up actually in the hip hop world, and I know that there's a lot of people that make music and they sound like they're badasses and all that. But at the end of the day, they're entertainers, and I think even for someone like Lil Wayne, I could see where. You know, even having bodyguards sometimes isn't even enough, right? Your bodyguards could jack you up, and I think he's had some attempts on his life, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, for sure, he's been shot before and stuff like that, and and there's stuff in the news right now of these guys getting shot. But all of this gets complicated, right? Why are they even criminals? We have too many laws. Something should never be criminal. And then there's some other things. There are some genuinely bad guys out there, including in the in the rap in the rap world and there's guys that have done horrible bad things some of those guys are trying to you know um (laughs) we could get we could get real deep in that if we if we go down uh that path so i think this is you know this is one of those things right um one of those weird things for sure but there should be a path for people to get back to being able to defend themselves um, and, I, and I think that goes for most criminals. There are there are certain categories of criminals that I don't really care about. <laughs> you know, um, there's there's certain levels of things that people do that I don't care about them after they do that kind of stuff. But most of the, most people out there, you know, look, one day it could be us. The the path that we're going down here, you know, with an executive order, Trump made you a felon if you just possess a bump piece stock. Of plastic. Yeah, a piece yeah. of plastic. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a tough conversation, but I think sometimes we should have that. Yeah, absolutely. I I think one of the things that, um, I, I can absolutely attest to over the course of my career is that I have come across a lot of people who were absolutely good people that got into a bad situation Mm -hmm. and maybe made a mistake, right? Mm -hmm. The vast majority of those folks have one incident. And then they move forward from there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of defense attorneys come out and they say, "Oh, well, it's it's hard to follow the law all the time." Mm-hmm. I think that's crap. I think that's absolute crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but depending upon the potentially political prevailing winds, as you just mentioned, we we could have that uh, face that change ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the real people that you have to watch for are someone who works up from a few misdemeanors and then maybe some weird cases and they do some, some local time and they get in trouble and then they move forward on probation, but then maybe they catch a felony. And, and I say that as a euphemism because, you know, if you catch it, you, you probably are. Yeah, you're, you're, you're stepping up the ladder. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they go do some time. Uh, but usually that doesn't even happen like that because most judges are really reticent to send anyone to, to, to prison mm-hmm. unless they demonstrate an ability. And let me clarify, 
that's judges in my jurisdiction that I interact with locally. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they What's your really, area, just out of curiosity? For I'm in Colorado. I'm in Colorado. northern Colorado. Okay. So um, the, the typical judge is not going to send somebody away unless they have demonstrated time after time after time that they have committed multiple felonies and they're still not getting it. They're still mm-hmm. not um, responding to that um, influence that society is trying to have on their mm-hmm. life. And uh, so that's when you start to see time. And those are the people that, you know, society at large needs to be concerned about because um, they're not getting it or they just don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. And, and sometimes both are true. Yeah. And let me tell you something. For example, I have no empathy for the guy who just walked up on those police officers in L.A. and opened fire on the police car. I got no empathy for that person whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's 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 definitely level there's cutoff levels where human beings, we don't need them. Right. And and respect all of that, because um, what you've got to realize is is regardless if, if you hate the police, which. I get it, you know, mm-hmm. um, law enforcement has room to improve, certainly, but you've got to stop and think that if someone is willing to walk up and shoot a couple of police officers, they won't think twice about anybody else. Mm-hmm. We don't need, second. we don't need that individual on the face of the planet. No, no, no. Yeah. the, the, uh, conversation is not going to move forward with that person. Certainly. Yeah, absolutely. Let me get this in shooting gallery. Any, and then kind of flipping here. Uh, maybe we're going back to Little Wayne. He says, "Who's more hood, Little Wayne or Wolf Howitzer?" <laughs> uh, hmm, hmm. I think Wolf. Right. I think I think Wolf is. Uh, he's Arkansas hood. He's Arkansas. <laughs> no, no. I mean, well, Wolf Howitzer is a dude who wears a corduroy jacket with freaking leather elbow pads. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a writer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but that's he. He's well, still. The, he's from Arkansas. <laughs> he's from What's Arkansas. that? I'm saying he's from. Is is Wolf Howitzer from Arkansas, man? Oh, he's not Arkansas. I'm, Where's I'm from Arkansas. Okay, Wolf he, ain't from Arkansas. Where is he from? Where is he from? I didn't read the bio properly. Um, I think that's that's a state secret that's undisclosed. <laughs> oh, okay. So he could be from Brooklyn. But but he, he might be related to the uh, certain other anchor man uh, who's who's got some certain cinematic. Uh, oh, okay, oh. all right. So is is he from the east? Is he from the west? The south? I, I think he's got a very distinct Midwestern, almost no accent accent. At oh, okay. least when I'm hanging around Wolf, that's what he sounds like to me. Right, right, right. Okay. All right. Uh, no one has been closer to him than you, obviously. Right, right. Well, uh, I think Wolf, Wolf, Wolf likes a very expensive pipe tobaccos. Oh, really? How, how convenient. Right. And he's more like, uh, instead of a whiskey guy, uh-huh. he's more like a fine cognac guy. That's that's Wolf. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Len Holtz. Hey, hey, can I jump, can I address yes. a comment that just came up? Absolutely. What's up? Um, it looks like two dots. It says, uh, if a felon is dangerous enough to not to have a gun, why are they out on the street? Um, because of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And that's really quite simply, um, people who are victims of crimes typically find out that uh, defendants have a lot more rights than they do because the adversarial criminal justice system that we have addresses the weight of the state against that defendant and uh, it's an incredible weight and so um, there are a lot of rights that are specifically designated toward defendants and um, Mm -hmm. and unless you have the most egregious of of crimes against society you can't just throw people away 
Mm-hmm. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Uh, you know, and this goes back to, this, doesn't this go back to the 13th Amendment? Uh, I think ultimately uh, imprisoning someone and uh, basically turning them into a slave. Yeah, uh, and you at least slave labor punishment too. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, there there are a number of things that mm-hmm. uh, get addressed, and and each state uh, designates each law according to uh, the representatives that are elected by the people to um, come in at different levels of um, criminal importance. I guess you could say, like mm-hmm. different classifications of misdemeanor and felony, and each one of those rates in at a. Uh, potential number of uh, penalties for uh, years in prison that you might do mm-hmm. or, or, or other issues, mm-hmm. uh, other ways to be punished. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know what, we need to, we need to probably uh, dig into a conversation like this one of these days, I, I think Great. deeper. Yeah. There's a lot of different things going on here. To me, I've always thought that ultimately, if we were really trying to solve problems in America, which I think I can't really find politicians actually trying to solve problems. Um, You know, you know what? And this is one of the things I'll give to Trump, even though I say like things I think is negative. One of the positive things is and what I think makes him not a politician. I think he was actually trying to solve some problems, whether we agree with his methods for solving them. I think he was trying to solve stuff because he's not a politician. In general, politicians aren't about solving problems. It's just about making them. But one of the problems we have is that we've got too many freaking laws. It's too complicated. There's too many reasons to to go after people and lock them up and take away their rights and stuff like that. We really need to simplify that. And for sure, there's there's things that people, uh, you know, people could do that are terrible. And we don't need those people within the, the, the rest of society when they do those things. Yeah, no doubt. Um, there is plenty of meat on that bone for discussion. Um, mm-hmm. Roy knows this, but I worked uh, SVU for five years mm-hmm. uh, investigating sex crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing what's going on in society on, on a daily basis, and um, I, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd be happy to have that discussion with you about uh, whether we have too many laws or not. But mm-hmm. usually, there's there's a face of a victim on the other side of that that mm-hmm. um, that has to be addressed. That has to be represented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, those are so, those are those are the places where I think we definitely should have limits. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's definitely yeah. where I think we should do that. Uh, by the way, Dot Dot says YouTube, he said YouTube deleted my channel for hate speech, oh, so I used two dots till I figure out a new username. <laughs> I got it. All right, two dots. Well, thank you for stopping in. Yes, absolutely. I understand that. Uh, YouTube has gone really crazy. Um, I heard they're actually going to, um, we don't have time to get into it, but I heard YouTube is actually going to run advertising on smaller channels. But not give the not share any of that revenue oh, wow. <laughs> with those small oh, chats. <laughs> so people are happy about that, and I completely, I completely understand that hundred percent. Yeah, um, I, I think that's another show in and of itself, Hank. Yeah. You got a lot of First Amendment issues that are um, being kind of trodden on because you you've got a private company who is involved in industry, and they don't necessarily have to. Uh, they can create a platform where mm-hmm. communication can be heard, but they don't necessarily have to adhere to the First Amendment. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we yes, that could get complicated for sure. I'm going to try to yeah. avoid uh, getting into that. I'll get this last one in from Shooting Gallery Any in regards to Wolf Howitzer. He says, does he rep Death Row or Bad Boy? Laugh out loud. Uh, I'm going to say he reps Johnny Mathis, but you 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 know him better than me. <laughs> no, no, no. If, if, if Wolf was going to rep anybody, it may be come a total shock, but it would be like Easy e at NWA. Is it cause Wolf oh, was, oh, NWA. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Compton. <laughs> so, yeah. He, he, he could be from Compton. Yeah. Very so way... Compton, like, like Compton, Ohio. Or yeah. Somewhere. Old Compton roots. <laughs> Compton, old... South Dakota. Yeah. Right. <laughs> old Compton roots. All right. Listen, we're, we're at the nine o'clock hour here. Um, really easy to talk to you guys, uh, by the way. And a big shout out to Jordan Stein that came on from GOA. Let me just, uh, yeah, let me just get this out there one more time. You guys need to go check out GOA. Go look at the website. They've got lots of information on this. We've got links in the description of this video of how you guys can help with what's going on in Georgia. If you missed any of that, please go back to uh, the beginning of this. For the first hour, we spoke to, to Jordan, so you guys can find that. I'll try to, um, I'll try to pull that out, and we will... Um, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely make some, some kind of snippet out of that. And then also, as, uh, as Roy was reminding us not too long ago, if you go to Brownells, you will find these, uh, if you search Veterans Day t-shirts, you will find they've got three designs on there. Um, I Heart Vets, Proud Proven Veteran, and uh, Built by Veterans that are like 20 bucks. All of that money goes to a charity uh, that benefits veterans, right, Roy? Special Operations Wounded Warriors, all profits go to them at the end of the month. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. So Very then, cool of Brownells to support that. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Brown, Brownells, one of the things, obviously, I do stuff with you guys, but, you know, Brownells does, I think, go that extra mile to support a lot of people out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud to be able to say that I work for such a fine organization. Absolutely. You should you should be. Absolutely. Um, so let's let's do this. Um, go to GOA on behalf of Jordan Stein and help out with that mission. He's actually on the ground in Georgia. He's not here now. So that's why I'm saying that. Um, let's go here to Sean. Sean, how can the folks uh, keep up with the things that you're doing and putting out there, support you, communicate with you, etc.? Sure. So I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, probably Twitter, Ludus Integritas, and um, you know, support the gun industry. Go to the publications where I put stuff out, like Guns.com, uh, Pew Pew Tactical, Police One, and American Survival Guide. There's there's other places where we're putting out content, um, but but that all helps. Uh, and, and if I could put out one more message out there, it would be to Find someone that may not have your set of values and introduce them to shooting. Take them out and um, be an ambassador for the Second Amendment. Proselytize for the Second Amendment and don't come out with tyranny first. Um, you know, when, when you're dating, it, it doesn't really matter who you're interested in. It, if you um, go out and say, hey, do you want to jump in the sack? Chances are you're not going to land that one. Yeah. But if you do, you're probably going to get. If you're probably going to uh, get a disease. But right. Uh, right. <laughs> let's introduce them to the idea and make right. it palatable. And, and please um, be an ambassador for the Second Amendment. I mm -hmm. think that's really one of the things that I want to highlight because 
I try to do that in my life, and I really feel like that's the way that we win strategically. A lot of the things that we're doing right now are tactical, and, and we need to do those things, but strategically, there is a huge audience of Second Amendment folks out there that we just need to convert. We just need to bring them over. And, and I think once you impress upon them the value of the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. you don't have to warn them that someone's trying to take away something very important to them. You, mm-hmm. you don't have to make that argument anymore. They already know. I agree with that, yes. And go, go gentle, as Sean is saying here. You know, Don't smack them upside the head. Answer questions. Help them out. Point right. them in right directions and patient safety. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's go over to Roy. Roy, uh, where can the folks? Uh, where can they? You know, find the stuff that you're putting out there. How can they support you? Communicate with uh, you. I, I show up from time to time on the Brownells YouTube channel. My personal accounts are usually Possum Fatback on Instagram or just Roy Hill on Facebook. I'm on Parlor. Uh, and uh, just started MeWe. I don't know anything about MeWe. I okay. just started. <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm actually even on TikTok. If you can, yes, I know that. you are. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Possum back on IG. Uh, so check it out. Yeah. What's your OnlyFans account, Roy? Yeah, he's got that too. Uh, well, awesome I'm, big I'm, back. That's still in the works. So see, I'm still trying to figure out my niche market here, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's obviously people who like large, yeah. hairy yeah. individuals. Bears. <laughs> it's called bears. Hey, category of bears. Right? That's right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, know why. Oh, I, I can't tell you why I know that. Um, <laughs> saw it in a movie. Saw it in a movie, I swear. Um, oh, just a movie. And then, then nobody can see your face anyway. So. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Wield and Well Armed says, in Georgia, and I'll vote for the highest bidder. Just kidding. Um, please, please do. If you're in Georgia, please do get out there and vote. Um, please do help support this cause. I think it's uh, really important. Atomic Bull says, is anyone in Georgia reaching out to the dead vote? Seems as if all the dead people are voting Dem. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, the Dems have that market cornered, but I think there'll be a little, hopefully there'll be a little bit more up on what's going on. All right. I hope everyone had a good time. Had fun. I know I did. Big Absolutely. thanks to these guys here for coming always through. Always love coming on, Hank. Absolutely. Thanks for it's, having us. It's thank great. you, Lola. Yes. Thank you, Lola. Thank you so much, Lola. Uh, please make me dinner. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I already had dinner. I already had dinner. I'm going to roll in the end, you guys. Stay, stay right there. We're coming right back for the final word, but I'm going to roll the end in right now. Here we go. Make sure you guys smash that subscribe button, ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live here on the channel. And we... And, um, new stuff goes up also we're going to rip out the audio from this and throw it up on itunes and all the other places that you get your audio podcast uh that side of this stuff is growing faster and faster every day so shout out to all the people who are listening to us um on the audio side of the podcast around the world yes literally there's tens of people around the world listening to this i'm very proud very proud of that uh shout out to all those people uh, it's amazing. Uh, Lola says, awesome show. Thank you, Sean and Roy. Thanks so much to you guys. You guys are great. Uh, who wants the final word here? Do it, John. Oh, I've got to go to the most interesting man. Yeah, I say I, I agree with that. Go on, go on, Roy. Hit us with some wisdom, sir. Uh, I want to echo what Sean said. Uh, take some folks to the range and make sure they have fun. Fun. This is something we forget oftentimes. We get so wrapped around the tactical axle or the self-protection axle. 
dude, get a get a, if you can find twenty two, get a twenty two rifle and go somewhere you can just plink. Right. Just yeah. go have some fun too. Don't yeah. ever forget to do that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Live that lot lao. Let me see, Roy. Show us the lot lao. Lifestyles of the locked and loaded. Lifestyles of the locked and loaded. Yeah, that's what. It's all about that fun. It's all about that fun, and we we appreciate it here. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Big shout out to Walter. Thanks so much. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace. Thanks, guys.